this is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Uh, I'm Archie. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're giving people what they want. Violence. As we watch spine 280 in the Criterion Collection, Kiachi Okamoto's The Sword of Doom from 1966. But first, mm-hmm. RJ... Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I didn't wake you up there. Uh, you're always waking me up. I'm always sleeping. You know that. You know yeah. I sleep more than I do anything else. Like a cat. <laughs> Two-thirds of the day, baby. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds of the day. I actually do sleep a lot. and I mean, I think partially it's because I don't have kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can. And uh, and I will. Yep. You'll take, I don't have to you'll, justify You'll take it. that liberty? Yeah. I mean, like, if I... Because people are always like, oh, you're sleeping. And it's like, yeah, I like sleep. <laughs> what's, the, what's the problem? Do you know what I mean? Is it where you're a Viking? Uh, what do you mean, is it where I'm a Viking? In I'm sleep. Familiars. No. No, I'm a... The other day I had a dream a cheeseburger was eating me. Was that a good dream or a bad dream? I don't know. It made me really kind of want a cheeseburger. No? Did you get one? Not yet. Uh, Andrew wants me to eat healthy. Oh my god! So I, I try not to. There's no, sneak no, no drinking, no beggars. Yeah, I mean, I could be the dude who just gets a pile of burgers and eats them in the parking lot, and I have. It's like she wants you to live forever. I know. Like, what's her deal? What a drag. I know, man. I know. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not sleeping yet, but uh, I do like to sleep. Yeah. I'm a fan, mm-hmm. and uh, I hope to do it again soon. How's your uh, week been? Did, did did you receive a outpouring of support with last uh, week's uh, revelations? I received a lot of memes that uh, <laughs> mostly mostly hurtful more than anything else. Really? Uh, you can't actually, make... <laughs> there were some good ones, but uh, th- those those will not be posted. Okay. Uh, I I still have a I still have some sort of reputation to protect within the community here. Right. So uh, I'll. I'll I'll talk about it with my global, uh, the global community, you know, all of our international listeners. Yep. But uh, people in Creepsville, they don't need to know, even though we have more than ever, cases wise, uh, they don't need to know I was the first. Yeah. Good old Creepsville. We're, we're, uh, we're beating the numbers because what do we, we make up 2% of our uh, provincial population, yet we still, we make up 10% of uh, active cases. cases? Very yep. nice. Yeah, we're pretty bad at stuff, and I mean, we're in the news all the time. Uh, did you hear about Meme Gate with uh, the police I, officers? See, so at not only do we have uh, some some members of our police force who uh, like to just mm-hmm. you know uh, take advantage of their position to uh, you know do some searches and uh, you know follow surveil uh, politicians that they uh, don't like, but. They also have no respect for their uh, own commanding officers, and mm-hmm. uh, are, are making some Toy Story memes. I hear, and and getting getting suspended for that because you can't. That is that is not okay. Oh, well, I mean, they should definitely hold the police to a higher standard. But then also, yes. uh, it seems like so memes are the issue, but. Uh, following politicians isn't accessing their private information without reason isn't running over deers (laughs) 10 what was it what was it 15 times he ran over that deer 
Beating up stormtroopers. Beating up stormtroopers. Uh, yeah, even William Shatner knows about Creepsville because we've been in the national news oh. that many times We're, in the last two years. We are on the Shatman's list. Oh, yeah. Say goodbye to him coming to visit you and me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen now. It maybe would have before, but uh, not well, anymore, buddy. Yeah, Creepsville police. It's, uh, it's uh, I think I saw someone on Twitter like, what is this, Copland? Because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like, God damn it. Like, how, how can, I mean, I guess Creepsville is living up to its name uh, uh, un- unknowingly. Oh, uh, the other yeah. thing that was really great was uh, seeing the, uh, the Creepsville uh, ex- news. Uh, what do we one? The Creepsville, let's go with. Uh, <laughs> post the group soul post uh they had a picture on oh, yeah. on twitter of uh-huh. uh, our great police chief who said only god may judge us oh. uh but but <laughs> in the background there's a like a framed uh you know canadian, canadian flag, flag but it's black and there's a big blue streak running across it a line if you will and it's like oh my god <laughs> like, what's wrong with you people what's yeah. wrong with you I mean, someone paid to get that framed, Jared. Uh, was it a donation? And they went, oh, thank you so much. You're right. Blue yeah. lives do matter. Blue lives do matter. You know what the funniest thing about all that is? Uh, it's the fact that they think that that was an intentional move from uh, your, your your old boy, Donald. I know he's not relevant anymore, but, uh, you know, he just didn't know what the colors were. That's all it was. When he colored in that blue line, Jared, he just didn't know. And I mean, it's, I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of funny. In my mind, that is. Mm-hmm. So uh, when are you going to get your Blue Lives Matter tattoo? Oh, boy. Um, just got to wait till these uh, these restrictions lift, RJ. Just like uh, you. So you can get your... Uh, uh, Borgnine Borg- tattoo? Borgnine uh, tattoo, yeah. Where should I get it? Where? Yeah. You could try to get in with a mirror. That, that's a that's a, man, can you imagine how beautifully rendered that will be yeah i mean do you hmm. Hmm. see that's why you have to watch voyager though i, I don't i don't see the correlation here because it's seven of borgnine yeah that's, so i can't get the tattoo unless you're watching voyager with me no you to can, experience you, you, borgnine you can, you can definitely get that tattoo uh, without me having to watch Voyager, I don't think I. I don't think I can. And I think on top of that, I think you might have to come with me to the tattoo appointment. While you while you get uh, inked. Yeah, actually, the first tattoo I got, I was sixteen, and two of my uh, Chudley buds came, and they just sat in the corner and watched for like two hours. Oh, I could be that. I could be that Chud. Yeah, yeah. Usually they throw a movie on. Uh, I think I have a letterbox list of movies that have been playing while I I get tattooed. Uh, some of them, uh, I think face off was on one time. That was pretty good. That was a good day. No. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. What, what did you do this week? Did you go to taco taco time? I did. I did. Did they give you enough sauce? Yeah. Oh yeah. They know me. Yeah. They, they, they know I'm a uh, five sauce Jarrett. Five sauce Jarrett. So wait, I throw, up the, I, know... I, I, I throw up the fingers and I wave in front of my face. I say, you, you, I say, you can't see me. Ooh. 
Okay, I, I mean, I know I've eaten with you, but I don't I don't pay attention to stuff. So, like, is it two sauces for tots, two sauces for inside your burrito, and then a spare sauce just for Dunkin'? Oh, Dunkin'. Or Dippin'? Well, that's three. Three sauce for that burrito. Depends on the burrito, and it also depends on the consistency of the sauce on that particular day. So, are you more of a dunker, or do you open that bad boy up and just splat that shit in there? Oh, well, see, I, I, I dunk the tots. Okay. The, the Mexi fries. And yeah. then I, I take my the cup, the the, 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 the on each bite. On each bite, I, I yeah. do I do a, a row, lay it down, yeah. and, and depending on the consistency, sometimes it's super runny, mm-hmm. which I, it, that's the worst actually, because uh, but when, when it's super runny, yeah, it's not very good that way. But when it's when it's thick, oh, it's so hot, so flavorful. Mm. I hope someone uh, gets a sound bite like a uh, of uh, this this whole conversation <sighs> yeah. and. Uh, Uses it for good and not for Me evil. too. Me too. Yeah, uses it for good. I think I'll probably call your boss tomorrow. Okay. I might even call the cops. Say how thick, it, how thick it is. Yeah. yeah. And just say, have a look at this. <laughs> what do you think? And uh, <laughs> just, just tell me, can we move on this? or? Uh... <laughs> My response will be only God may judge me. Oh, interesting. I think you'd be safe then under yeah. that pretense. Yeah. No. Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I know that people just wanted to hear about if you've been saucing or not. That's all. That's mm-hmm. all. People know I'm living nothing but health. H e e l f. Not drinking. Uh, not eating burgers. Clearly, although I'm going to try to push for uh, burgers this weekend for the big premiere, Jared. The big premiere that is dropping tomorrow. The big premiere. What what premiere would that be? Uh, Jared, have you ever heard of something called? The Snyder cut. <laughs> is, is, is that what it's so? Do you think it makes it would be better if they just retitled the the entire movie just the Snyder cut? I think it, I think it would have played better because I think at the moment I think it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I think that's the actual full title. That's terrible, Snyder yeah. cut. Because give him, give him, that's like the ultimate uh, fan service. I think the cherry would have been hashtag Snyder cut one word, and that's what they should have t- titled it. Just in general. Mm-hmm. That would have been toot sweet. Do you think there are people who have their like they're they're ready to capture the footage as soon as possible, and they're working on their YouTube video of like uh, Snyder Cut explained what you, what you missed? Like, do you think that's how that culture works? Like, they're just I, like oh, they can't wait, they cannot wait. People... I already have mine made. Oh, oh yeah, what's yours? Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to click on my YouTube yeah. channel to see. Yeah. Yeah, no, those people definitely can't wait. But I mean, in the same vein, I can't wait for uh, potential meme memes for uh, the creeps Instagram. I mean, people do realize it looks horrible, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have eyes, and I I don't care mm-hmm. that I, I've seen uh, you know people have been saying like, hey, it's got a seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's like down to sixty eight percent now on Rotten Tomatoes. I go, huh. It's just, it seems yeah, but th- those ratings mean nothing. You well, know? I think this is the first time anyone's talked about Rotten Tomatoes in a long time. In a long time, yeah. I feel like those ratings aren't totally fair. I, I've always kind of been of the opinion it'll come out and people be like, yeah, it's, it's a Zack Snyder film. It's better than the one we got, but, uh, <laughs> you know. And then I, I think that'll be it. That'll be it. What matters, though, is the movement, Jarrett. When are you going to get the air cut for uh, Suicide Squad? When, indeed. Yeah. When are we going to get the Duncan cut? The Dunks cut? Of uh, 
not the podcast. No one wants that. But no. uh, the Dunkin' Cut of, I don't know. What are you into nowadays? Sauce and minis? Yeah. I, oh, uh, I don't know if you heard. Uh, it sounds like some of our fans are uh, big fans of soft, easy-listening jazz. During, Smooth jazz? D- during Star Trek talk. Who likes soft jazz? Uh, fans. Oh, so... <laughs> Uh, well, Sh- Sugarhead uh, had mentioned something. He's like, "What is up with the smooth jazz being played over?" And then he, I think he went to verify on SoundCloud, and it wasn't playing there. And he's like, "What is going on?" So, do you have an explanation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So, so, I guess like nobody remembers that. Uh, they probably just completely skip over the trailer music. Like, basically, when yeah. I throw in the trailer clips, they just probably totally skip over that. Yeah, uh, which is fine. I just included it for the sake of completion, and I've been doing it sure. now for 238 episodes. I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. That weird music was during the Le Eclise trailer, and when I was editing last week's episode, I forgot to delete it because mm-hmm. the week that during the Eclise, we only like did our preamble for like a mere hour and a half, as, oh, opposed, that's it, as eh? opposed to our usual two hours. So that <laughs> clip was like a sliver on my screen, and I just like skipped over. I didn't delete the musical selection from right beforehand okay so yeah it just was there while we were talking about ds9 uh a couple people messaged me about it and i was like oh fuck (laughs) i'm at work i can't do anything about it right now so i re-uploaded it and uh oh you correct you changed you rewrote history so the one so well no i mean i just it was like a repress so that original cut that's out there i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's that's for some uh it's gonna be worth some money it's collectible if that's the Duncan cut, you'd say? No, I, the one that's available now is uh, as. But I mean, as the collectible, the, uh, as the maker desired it to be. Well, no, that's how that. No, those ones. That's now that one's rare because there's however many downloads there were up to at that point. That's, that's all. That, I mean, that's that all. That's all there will ever be. That's how digital works, right? It just stops. So I mean, if somebody is wants that what to, an NFT uh, is? Yeah, they can make a token out of that. Um, and uh whatever rack up 47 years of electricity by its existence and it'll be cool it'll be cool would you make a token out of that no hmm. i'll leave that to the, the the bad people in the world the duncans the yeah, extended duncan the, family yeah, exactly the extended gotcha. duncan family gotcha yeah i'm fine with that cool yeah i mean that's fine like I don't know. Is that fine? I think that's fine. Is that f- fine? I think that's fine. Is that fine? RJ, we got emails. What kind? Um, four. Four point Email? four four point four point two emails from females. Um, I don't know. Okay, I don't think so. I'll allow it. First off, we got Sam Sanchez. Oh, baby. With an email entitled, COVID Creeps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys. (laughs) So, last week, RJ talked about his experience with being 100% responsible for the COVID breakout in Creepsville. Wow. And wanted to first say, glad to hear he's, relatively speaking, doing well. But wow. want to, I guess because you're, you're alive, RJ. But doing yeah, well, yeah. but did want to echo a lot of what RJ has been experiencing since. My Ooh. taste and smell has been pretty much fucked since, but to yep. varying levels, I'd say. 
There are a lot of foods that taste the same to me, or at least close enough where my brain accepts it. But pretty, but pretty much everything uh, before I take that initial bite smells gross to me. Yep, that's that's really similar to me too. And like sometimes, like I I have good days and bad days. Some days like things taste okay, and then some days everything tastes like shit. So. I suppose sulfur is a good way to describe it, though sometimes yeah. I seem to smell a gross citrusy type aroma. Either mm. way, it's pretty gross. Also, yeah. I'm a pretty big scrambled eggs or eggs over easy boy, and yeah. eggs seem to be the most affected for me now in terms of smell and taste. Yeah. I'll, I'll still partake, but have to get over the initial hurdle of the gross smell. All in all, though, I think my smell is more affected than taste so far, at least. But either way, it's not fun. So, yeah, I, I hear mean, you, man. I don't know very many people, RJ, who've uh, had COVID. But, uh, you know two now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm at 100%. Of, uh, well, that's not, I guess I know one other person, and yep. they're fine. How uh, long ago did they have it, though? A few months ago. Uh, so wait, and and but it's uh, and uh, she didn't have any problems, yeah. but she said that she knew someone that she referred to as a he, and mm-hmm. said that he also had a, a fucked up smell thing going on. So maybe it's for males more so, than so, anything. So now we're at seventy five percent of people I have a, a network of people I know. That's good. It's great. It's huh. good. Get out there, Op- open up the economy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the right move, I think. Right? Go to, go to the beaches. Yeah, I mean, hey, if I want to go to Denny's and then I want to go to the YMCA pool afterwards, that's my God-given right, Jared. Yeah, yeah, there was a, a guy on some like CBC story about this shit that uh, was talking about how he 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 wants to get back into the pool. People are like, "Well, you can," and they're like, "Oh no, the lanes are closed, and this is ridiculous." And you're like, "Huh." So it's okay for people to die. So you can go swimming, huh? Hey, man, have you ever been swimming? Swimming's a hell of a feeling. Swimming's okay. Swimming's okay. But uh, I guess it's not. I mean, what if uh, what if COVID took away my mini figs? What, what if, then? What if? What then? Where would we be then? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's like I said. It took like it was like five six months later for me. So I think um. It'll catch up to people eventually. Even look, it got Sam Sanchez, and he, he was the best of us. Was, was not anymore. Now he's damaged goods, just like me. Mm-hmm. Just like me. And to also touch on last week, it was random to hear a podcaster I would listen to get brought up on who hated this movie section, and it surprisingly was one of the better received ones that you guys mostly agreed with. Patrick Rapol was the former co-host of the Directors Club podcast, which actually was nearly as ambitious as the Criterion Creeps track, which is probably why they called it quits after like six years. Wow. They had a bi-weekly show where they covered a specific director. The initial intention was to watch like two movies from that director, talk about those in depth, and then talk about the director in general. That quickly mm. turned into both hosts cramming nearly every film in a director's catalog in a two-week period, doing an episode covering as many movies chronologically, and then doing the same again for the next two weeks with a different director. Whew. It was essentially bi-weekly Cormet, though smaller mm. filmographies. Patrick seems like the one that got burnt out the most since the other co-host has since returned, and Patrick, I believe, will occasionally release a horror film audio commentary track podcast called tracks of the damned 
It was pretty fitting that Patrick got brought up on that episode where I mentioned Hal Hartley, because when I mentioned that Hal Hartley was divisive, I actually was specifically thinking of Patrick because of the Hal Hartley episode of Director's Club podcast. Patrick hated pretty much all of Hartley's movies, and his opinion there is the main reason I'd always hesitated going back and revisiting. And I'll just update that I've been going back and watching his filmography, and I'm definitely still a fan, but can see it turning off a lot of people. That's uh, that is quite the coincidence. <laughs> I mean, it's more than I would have ever assumed, but I guess I don't look into things. So how would I have known? But that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but and I have seen that Sam's been uh, delving into the Hal Hartleys and four starring those pluses. So yeah, I love Hal Ashby. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah, great guy. Crazy hair. Have you ever seen his hair? Yeah. It's wild looking. And lastly, you guys never went back to Criterion Minigame with the Wacky Drawings. For shame. All right, oh, guys. Yeah, you forgot. Take care. I did forget, but you know what? I uh, I could resurrect this, at RJ, if you if you okay. can access your email. email, quick email. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forwarded it to you. Uh, whatever. I got you. I got you. I got you. Back on the I, third. I found it. Okay. You got it? Okay. So what do we got here, RJ? First, number uh, one. So we got to describe this drawing. Stone ham. So it is a stone and a ham. Yes. Is there a movie called Stone Ham? There is not a movie called Stone Ham. What else, what, I, else, what else could it be? Rock Ham? Okay. There's no movie called Rock Ham either. What about Boulder Ham? Boulder Ham. Hmm. I'm not changing the second part. It's ham. It's a ham. It's a ham. <laughs> it is a ham. Yeah, and I, I think that is a. I think that RJ. I think that could be a boulder. Boulderham. Say it out loud, RJ. Boulderham. 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 <laughs> Boulderham. Boulderham. I'm so, not gonna get there, it. I, actually, you're you're, you're so you're so fucking. You're like on it. You're you Boulderham? are. Yeah. Boulderham. Yeah. Oh, Boulderham. Son of a bitch. Wow. Was that the act? Wait, are these the actual Criterion yeah. drawings? Oh, okay. Yeah, these are these. I was going to say, Sam didn't make these, did he? No. God damn. <laughs> Have you not been paying oh. attention? No. It's, it's, I never it's, paid it's, attention. It's, it's that guy who died. These are his drawings. Oh, okay. They did for Criterion, and they don't do them anymore. Boulderham. Boulderham. You did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Okay. Okay, number two. We got. We have, like, a, a face... And yeah. the same face with their hand over their face. And underneath the first one, it says then. And under the other one, it says now. Uh, I'm going to guess the Nuremberg Trials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, okay, wait. C. Something like C before. Not anymore. Oh, that's a movie, right? You're pretty close, buddy. C before. Uh, blind. Na- blind. I did not look at these answers. I don't actually know. I know, but it's, it's it, I, I, I I kind of like I had looked at this and you now you're, I got the I got it. But you have the answers too, I guess. But I, yeah, it says answers at the bottom, but I never scrolled down. Yeah. See? No, I I got um half of these. Okay. I, and I did not get Boulderham. <laughs> you didn't I, get Boulderham. I, I didn't think about it that long. I went to the other ones, and then this one I also like. The the next one is uh. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll do this. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Let me know if you tap out and we just move on. I think like this one's I think difficult. It's got some, something like C in there, like uh, something with boats, maybe. 
you're it's fun it is curious you're so you're wrong but you're like not that off because you're in the right path but when you or know is it... <laughs> yeah okay i yeah I'm, I'm done with two i see then see them cloud okay. atlas okay don't look now oh okay it's it's pretty right. that one's diff I, I don't know i don't that know about that one that one's pretty tough i i don't i don't get it but I am like I see it like this. I mean if you I think C. if you didn't I think if you didn't have the first part of it, it would make a lot more sense. If it was just the now and the don't look, I think I probably would have got that, but the I was focusing on the first part and that kind of threw me off. So number three, we have a uh a, a blue lion. A really malnourished blue blue lion, Jarrett. Malnourished. Uh I'm gonna say it's that movie with blue in the title. You know? Blue is the warmest color. Yeah. Is that your final... Coming is that, of age sexual is, film. Is that your final answer? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, RJ, yeah. you, you're, you are so damn close. It's it, So this malnourished lion, what, uh-huh. how would you how could you also describe this lion if it weren't malnourished? Thin, the thin blue lion. The thin blue lion. That's right. Yeah. It that... came to me as soon as, soon as you guys <laughs> said that. Okay. The thin yeah. blue line. Yeah. Pretty good. Wow. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. That, that one. These are a little out there. But, but when you know it, you're like, oh, yep. that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Number four is the word the, and it's doing something. Uh, it's like kind of crumbling away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Washing away. Wash away the wash away the tears. <laughs> That's a great Criterion movie. Wash away I, the. I heard that was one of uh, John Criterion's pet projects. It was his. Gary didn't like it very much, though. Well, Gary we have, well, Gary, yeah, Gary hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say um, forget the past. <laughs> These aren't movies. Back to the future. Oh my god! What is it? Really? I think this is the easiest one of them all. What? The Vanishing. Oh, it's pretty. I oh, Bull Durham was easier than that. I don't know. I I thought the the disappearing. I think when I scroll through, I went, "Oh, it's the Vanishing," because I I did remember that one specifically, and I do remember okay. guessing it way back when. Okay, number five, I also think, is like bang easy. It makes me think of There Will Be Blood. Yeah. But that's not in the Criterion Collection. Sunday, but a Sunday. There you go. And it it is a drawing of a Sunday beside a Sunday that's got blood on it. That one is uh, a slam dunk. (laughs) That one's one's, one's not bad. Yeah, that one's one's very very fair uh, and, like, not tortured like some of the others. Number six, I think. We'll see. What do you you think, RJ? Yeah, I just realized I scrolled to the bottom. There aren't answers here for me, so maybe oh, oh they're they're highlight. Yeah, you'd have to highlight it. So we, number, uh, okay. last one. So there's a big, a big kind of bush, and then a heart and a little bush. Yeah. So big bush loves little bush. <sighs> yeah. What about W, the movie with uh, James Josh Brolin? You're gonna say fuck off when I tell you the uh, answer. Okay. Uh, something in the weeds. Maybe or you're you're you're, uh, you're on the right track. Loving loving the tall grass. It's in the shit ass. It is it is a vegetation. You are correct. It is a large vegetation with a heart 
looking toward a smaller bundle of vegetation. Uh, what is that thing, like that movie that we someone brought up the other day, like the green planet thing? Oh, no. <laughs> Not that? No. Uh, I'm going to say Monsanto v... Uh, when, when when did they get hit with all those cancer cases? Remember that? <laughs> what is this? Is it is it a RJ? Is it uh, a bird? Yes. Time after time? No, that is not in the criterion. It is a movie though, but it, but it doesn't really make sense of the drawing. Name another uh, name now. Name another uh, herb. Uh, dill. What, no, that's not nope, dill. It's not dill. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Oh, rosemary. And? Oh, rosemary's baby. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because rosemary and thyme, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, see? You. It's rosemary's baby. Rosemary's baby. Okay, that one was tough. That one took me a second. I couldn't tell that it was rosemary. You know uh, that, what I mean? That's pr- the problem with that one. Yeah. It's like, that, is that, like, I don't know. Plus, I, I don't think rosemary loved her baby. She did at the end. Did she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. See? She did before, though. Spoilers. Well, who hasn't seen that movie? <laughs> no. It's like 100 years old. Um, Kinda. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, there, you, there, there you go, Sam. There you go, uh, Sam, too. Keep eating those disgusting eggs that are actually delicious. Yeah, eggs are great, but uh, they don't taste great anymore, so that sucks. Well, I can eat eggs again, oh. but they got to be the right kind. Yeah, you can. But you won't, out of solidarity with us, right? Well, no, I'm gonna. I'll eat more eggs and all the garlic. And, wow! And, and you guys, neither one of you ate mushrooms either. So no. Nope. So maybe yeah. that maybe that's like the link. Maybe there's like that a we weren't eating people, mushrooms. People who don't like mushrooms. Ooh, better fuck. Better warn my uh, brother-in-law. I mean, you better warn your brother-in-law for a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know if this is one of them, but yeah. <laughs> you better warn that guy. I'll let for him, sure. I'll let him know. For sure. Justin Peterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One year later. And oh, Sword baby. of Doom. Hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? Hard to believe we are a whole year into the COVID-19 pandemic, and mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to have worked from home this entire time. Damn. And I really don't have any desire to have to start going back into the office anytime soon. Due to an yeah. exposure of the virus in my oldest son's class this week, he must now be quarantined from school for the next two weeks. So will life as we knew it in the pre-pandemic world ever go back to normal? No. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna fucking try though. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make it happen, RJ. They're gonna make it. Get I mean, to, I think yeah, I think they're gonna there. try. Well, but, uh, for for instance, at um at my work, they're going to uh, they're planning on like having everyone going back to school in the fall. Like everyone's going to be back at, at the old uni. That's what they say. And you're like, huh, so what happens when someone's sick? Straight to jail. Well, they'll be at home jail. But you know, you're like, oh, yeah. so how do they get their education? Because classes aren't online anymore. They're just fucked for a couple of weeks. And it's like, oh, like anytime anyone gets sick. Well, so I do know that like, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think there's an answer to that. They'll Accom- just send well, people home. Accommodations will be made. Accommodations for like Accommodations. your... Uh, your whatever 13 14 week uh term and you're going to yep. miss two weeks of that it's like f- fantastic so lots of uh, i mean those university professors i i know them well 
they ain't going to want to be doubling no. down on teaching. They don't like teaching as it is. <laughs> well, why why would you want to teach a, teach twice? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. No, that's no, no. Mean. Nobody wants to do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, something. Yeah, that's going to be weird, man. It's going to be weird. And I even know like uh, primary schools, like um, I think they've like here in Cruzville, at least there were some news reports. They said that moving ahead, uh, the option to go online is going to be a permanent fixture now. Really? Yeah. So I think what it was was like, uh, so like our public district, I saw what they said, where it was something like over the last year, they've realized that like some kids... uh, like flourished in online and a lot didn't. So sure. I think I think what they said was if a school had like a thousand students, there'd be about a hundred who choose online instead of going in person. So about ten percent. So are like so in in theory, that number of people could just do all online, but then they could they would centralize how that course content's being delivered. Like they would have yep. on, they would have full time online teachers, online teachers that are like wherever they live and they just teach yep. like, you know, hundreds of people, <laughs> I guess. Or yep. which is but it's like, well, how do you grade this? Like you have to actually have the labor to do that. Man, I yeah, we'll see. They're, That's they're... what well, that was what the news report was. You can dig a little deeper, but the way mm-hmm. I took it, and I know I don't read stuff well, but it was basically they're just like, we realize that some people do better, so we're just going to offer it permanently moving forward. But then they'll, be, they'll, they'll cool. be, but they'll, then they'll be like, I mean, I guess that works kind of like your K through twelve to a degree. Yeah, I mean, yep. it's, it's better than homeschooling, I guess, because you actually have a a trained professional rather than someone's parent no one. that you know oh, yeah. knows the Bible very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, even like some people take a distance learning through the government, but even that's not good because it's just like you get a booklet, you fill uh, it out, and you mail it back. It's got to like, be that's, that, that's got to be almost all online now, anyway. Uh, it's getting disbanded this year. Yeah, which but, I mean is going to force the people who want to do it uh, to get that internet out yeah. there on the out on the farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would just assume that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sounds like there's a whole lot of shit. I'm glad I don't have to yeah. be the one who make to make those decisions. That's right. You know? You know? Yeah, no. he knows. Um, yes. so it's sort of Doom Week. A criterion oh, I enjoyed yeah. back in December and noted on Letterboxd that it was a quote hell of a title, but Samurai Psychopath would have been more fitting. I look forward to your conversation on the movie's awesome camera work, atmosphere, and that big hat. There's Go- a big hat. There's a big hat. Goat movie question of the week. After revisiting Black Swan this week, I was curious to hear what your favorite Natalie Portman movies are. That's not what I was expecting. I know you guys were not fans, but I really liked Annihilation. I still need to see Jackie and revisit Garden State. I mean, I think Annihilation is fine, but like I think we've said lots of times, we had the worst screening of that possible. The audio cut out for half of the movie. Yeah, the you know maybe all, not half, the, but like the dialogue. The, the, yeah, the dialogue was uh, yeah. atrocious, and I've only heard bad things about that theater since then too. Yep. Yeah, we uh we couldn't hear any of the movie. Like I don't know, it was a whole thing. But I I mean, if you don't pick Phantom Menace, that's kind of weird, right? I guess the uh, the perv answer is Leon. Why is that a perv answer? Oh. I've never seen Leon. Oh boy, that's what the isn't she a little kid in that? Yep. Ah, that's ah, Jarrett. I mean, what about everyone says I love you? 
directed by everyone's favorite Woody Allen. Oh, who doesn't love that? <laughs> well, I could name a couple people, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that wrapped up this week. That documentary series, and I I, I understand that it is four hours of not changing anyone's mind on anything. Yep, so, but hey, it's loggable and letterboxed. Outstanding. So it's not wasted time. No. Hey, remember, remember Natalie Portman was in Heat? Remember that? Who, who the fuck is Natalie Portman in Heat? Like a kid? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember her in Heat. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, she would have been 14 in the movie. Yeah. Still, That's a kid. I've allegedly seen 19 Natalie Portman films, but I uh, honestly, RJ, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to tell you which ones I've, I've seen. I've seen 18 Wow. <laughs> so wow. I, I, I don't know where the difference is. I mean, have you seen Where the Heart Is? No. Okay. But you've seen, but I, Mar- I've but you've seen, seen Mar- and you've seen Mars Attacks? Yeah. Have the you movie se- scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Have you seen Anywhere But Here? No. Okay. But ha- have you seen Hesher? I have not. What about Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, Jarrett? Have you seen that? I, I haven't seen Cold Mountain. I haven't seen Garden State. Skipped right over Mr. Megorium. You've never seen Garden State? Nope. I have seen Closer. I don't think you'd like Garden State as an adult. No. I remember, um, like, that movie, I think, is really, really hits with, like, the 15-year-olds. And I don't mean that as, like, an insult, like, because I was really into Garden State. But I think if I went back to it now, I don't know if I'd like it as much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I get. I got you. Yeah. Uh, she's fine in Goya's Ghost. Or sorry, Goya's ghosts. Goya? Is that like Goya beans? As in uh, the painter Goya, the printmaker Goya. Yeah, the one that uh, there was that press release in the White House with Goya's beans. That's the same guy, isn't it? I think so. You have the Javier Bardem. What about the Armenian genocide? And and, and Rand, oh. Randy Quaid? Randy Quaid? Yeah. What's Randy Quaid doing? I don't know. He's, he's doing movies sometimes. Oh. So they, uh, so they say. I mean, I think just by default, I don't know, Garden State, Black Swan. She's good, Black Swan. You know, I have, I actually have seen Pesher, and I have, because I was thinking of another movie that, uh, the other movie. Which one is it? Is it the one with uh, Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson's in Hesher. Mm, okay, maybe it's not Hesher. Fuck, there's like another like, metal heady movie thing that came out from that same like five same year window era. yeah fuck no, no, so I have seen Hesher and Hesher's decent yeah Hesher's not bad no yeah Hesher's not bad I just got my boy Hesher Kyogo. came out, fuck Hesher's old, that old it came out the same year as Black Swan yeah Hesher's old man are, are you a big fan of No Strings Attached who isn't I think I've seen parts of that movie actually have you seen Your Highness yeah, that's one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. That's unfortunate because I've heard yeah. that like all across the board. And you're like, man, they really had to fuck this one up, didn't they? It's uh, it's genuinely bad. It's not even like uh, <laughs> one of those ones where it's like, oh, it's kind of goofy, you know, like a like a Danny McBride movie you'd want to watch, kind of thing. But yeah, it's just it's outright bad. And I think David Gordon Green is probably outright bad as well. <laughs> well, I don't know. Prince Avalanche is okay for the David Gordon Greens, but hmm. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Man, all these things, song to song. That's a uh, Terrence Malick. I know, it? as is uh, Knight of Cups. Oh yeah, remember when Knight of Cups came out? <laughs> Vaguely, I do. Do you remember when uh, 
Thor came out. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Remember when like Thor, everyone else. Thor Dark World came out? I didn't see Thor. I, I have only seen like Thor in bits and pieces on a, a TV at Thanksgiving once. Hmm. And I've never seen The Dark World. Uh, I mean, I've seen that movie. Oh, I'd no. be hard... I'd be hard pressed to tell you what it's no. about. I'm glad they brought her back for Avengers Endgame, though. I don't know if she, like, I don't even remember her in that. She, she got a credit. I, I don't remember. She's there, I guess. I just don't remember. I don't so, remember Jared. Whoa. Game talk. Oh yeah. What were some of your favorite racing, fighting, and arcade games growing up? Unit racers? Racing. I enjoyed Mario 64, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer, and Cruisin' USA. Hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I guess Mar- like a Mario Kart would fit. Probably the original. I think that, that'll work with everyone, right? Yeah. But I never really got into the Gran Turismo games. Yeah, those are fine. Yeah, I never, I never really got it. One of them came. One of them came with my PS One when I got it, and I played it a bunch because I, I, I tried to make it cool, but I was never really into it. I remember playing uh, Cruising USA at the arcade. Yeah, that's not bad. What about Crazy Taxi? I played a little bit of Crazy Taxi, and I think that's a much mm-hmm. better game than Cruising yeah. USA. Uh, fighting games. Wait, Street- wait, wait. Oh, sorry, RJ. Sorry. I've, I've, yeah, the Mario Kart's are just good. Yeah. I'm going to throw it in an obscure title for you that I played on uh, Xbox. It's called Quantum Redshift. Yeah. That is a high-quality racing game. It's the only one you need, and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Quantum Redshift. Fighting. Justin Scott. Uh, F- Street Fighter 2. Mortal Kombat's 1 through 3. And... No, I'm not sure if you meant to write Primal twice. Primal, Primal Rage. I think I think there's just a... It's just a Primal Rage. But I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, Primal Rage. Yeah, just just one of the Primal, just Primal just, just, Rage. Yeah, just Primal Rage. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what about you, big fight oh, boy? Fuck. Oh, I played a lot of fighting games. A lot of fighting games. Oh yeah, there was yeah. the um, there was the Ninja Turtles fighting game that was actually really good. The yeah, tur- that one's tur- not bad. Tournament fighter. Or tournament something fighter. Like that. Yeah, that I I love that. I played Baxter that. Baxter Stockman. Uh, there's like in the, the the weird characters they threw in there too. Yep. Yeah, there are um, some fun ones. This is not one of my favorites, but do you remember Clay Fighter? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I was gonna say Clay Fighter, and then the subsequent Clay Fighter sixty, Clay Fighter sixty three and a quarter or yes. whatever the N sixty four one was. Yeah. yeah. Clay I, Fighter was cool. Well, I mean, it gets by on its uh, look rather than like yes. it's, it's a pretty like generic uh, fighter, but yeah, she a little clunky. And I played yep. a fuck ton of Street Fighter, all, all the Street Fighters: Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Super yep. Street Fighter Alpha Deluxe, ass shit fuck. My, the, that was sorry? The, that was the best. That was the best installment, I think, though. Ass shit. Ass shit Did fuck. You, that's uh, that's the best installment you said. Yeah, that one's really. Are you looking up? It's it's it's. Uh, I'm sure it's loggable. Just Google that, right? Yeah. Just Google that. I, I don't know how that's gonna go, but. Oh okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think who amongst us didn't play the Mortal Kombat's and the uh, Street Fighters? Um, Clay Fighter is pretty good. Killer Instinct was a cool one. Which is uh, fits right alongside Cruising USA. Yeah. Yeah, Killer Instinct was cool. I like that one. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. He could be the wolf. Man, that was spooky. What? What you're not going to say? Super Smash Bros. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like tournament fighters, and I think I feel like Smash Bros is its own thing. Like, I don't. You don't consider it. You don't consider it a fighting game. It is, but it's not the same as like a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat. Like, it's it's a different. It's it, it's something else altogether. It, is it? <laughs> I I honestly think it is. But yeah, mm. Smash Bros. I played the shit out of all the time. All the Smash Bros. Smash Bros. On Wii, Jared, where they had the. Uh, um, the like actual story mode, subspace em- emissary. God damn, you had to be there. Mm-hmm. Man, it was good. So, Man, was good. and then uh, there's like the one game that I thought was uh, this is also kind of an arcade game too. It's called like Time Killers. Uh, it, I've heard it of something. Sucks. Time, there's a Time Splitters. I think that's a shooter game though. Time, time Killers. Yeah, it was a fighting game. I got Time Stalkers, Time. Someone who knows their games will be mad right now. Well, they they don't do the podcast, so it's okay. Time Killers. I think that's it. Time yeah, Killers. Yeah, it okay. is. So this was an arcade game originally, and they, it did come out on home console, but it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. But I thought this game was so cool because you had weapons and you could decapitate decapitate each other. Were you a violent child, Jared? Well, I mean, I thought I was like cool of being like a neat alien that could like bite off your opponent's head. Uh, I was ready. I was ready in this world for Mortal Kombat and fatalities. So wait, how good were you at fatalities? Pretty good. I I mean, I suck now. Or did you just go- real? Uh, did you just dogpile them? No, I actually I had I figured out fighting games really well. I uh, hmm. I had technique. Uh, cause I would buy, I would buy those guides because <laughs> this, this was in the that old sounds days. About right. Yep. I would buy them. And so I could, uh, I could remember, I could look at the controls and actually see what they were and figure all that stuff out. So I would get better. And now I play those games and man, I, I didn't retain a goddamn thing. I suck. <laughs> Finding the computer. Whew. I also hope someone sound bites that. <laughs> I suck. I suck. And sends sends me the audio thing, mm-hmm. so I can just I can drop it whenever I feel like. Whenever you want, like a real yeah. podcast with drops. Well, we've never pretended to be a real podcast. Come no, on, no. that's not what we're doing here. Not at all. It's not what we're doing here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huge. What? Huge. And huge. for arcade games, uh, TMNT. I'm not sure which one. Which Turtles one? I guess it Turtles was like, in Time. Well, there's Turtles in Time, which I would is uh, I don't I remember playing it a little bit on arcade back when, but I definitely played the Super Nintendo one a lot. Yeah, and yeah, uh, the, no. the, the the Simpsons arcade game. Ooh, the Simpsons arcade game is good. It is. Yeah. X Men. Yes. Yes. Yeah. X X Men beat 'em up is real good. Yep. Real Very, good. And and Ski Ball. Ski Ball. Wait, is that is this Jay Peterson or are you talking about Ski Ball? This is Jay Peterson. Yeah, Ski Ball Ski Ball has its place, but uh, you never get enough throws. You know, you never get enough throws. Damn Ski Ball. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned before. Yeah, the Alien versus Predator arcade game is pretty awesome. Yeah. The Terminator Two uh, shooter. Oh yeah. Did you ever get a chance to play that? Uh, I remember. I remember it. I don't remember the game itself. I remember the like the arcade, like the cabinet of it. 
Sunset Riders. Yeah, Sunset uh, Friend of the Show, Ryan Nagel, has that. Uh, we played it together. It's a good game. On Super Nintendo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. it's the Super Nintendo one's, I think, the best port of mm-hmm. the arcade version. Yeah, Sun- Sunset Riders is a super cool game. Yeah. But yeah, I was I definitely at this point probably could recall more pinball games than arcade games specifically. Yeah. Played a lot of pinball at Rutgers. You remember mm. Rutgers? Oh, Jared? I remember. Do you, do you remember Laughs, RJ? I do remember Laughs. We had a whole uh, pile of uh, tickets for Laughs, and then Laughs went out of business, and we went fuck. Sure, sure did. And they and they, oh, did they give you your money back? No, they didn't. Did, no, they boarded up the thing. I remember uh, laser tag. Uh, yeah, laser tag at last was cool. Turned yeah. the lights out and stuff. Damn right, that's the only way it's gonna work. And everybody glowed. Man, that was cool. Real cool. Those yeah. were the days. Yeah, last was good stuff. When was the last time you were in an arcade? Uh, about a year ago, exactly in uh, in Colorado. <laughs> We went to uh, an arcade bar. That's, and that's where it happened. We played that Simpsons game there. Uh, we, I think we played the X-Men game a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have a David Buster's anywhere close to Creepsville? And when nope. you were kids, was there a Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza? Well, there nope. there was a Chuck E. Cheese in Calgary. Okay. But that's it. Yeah, and that, that's a little far for us. Yeah. Well, for little kid legs. Hoofing it all the way to the big city, the big city, big city. No, we no, had we had laughs and Rutgers. we had laughs and Rutgers. Well, Rutgers, like, come on, barely counted. Uh, yeah, Rutgers did barely count, but uh, I'm still counting it because I went to Rutgers. Did, did you have any Rutgers tokens still somewhere? I might. I mean, I don't throw stuff away very often, so I could have a Rutgers yeah. ticket somewhere here. Uh. I noticed you, or at least I maybe missed, you didn't post about the cereal giveaway. Holy shit. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that'll be my Snyder uh, post for, uh, for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, my Snyder you, well, yeah, you really uh, dropped the ball on that one. I'll do it tomorrow when the Snyder Cut is actually released, and I'll say, in honor of the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. we are giving away this collectible box of BVS Batman-themed cereal, because they were Supermans as well. But, you know, I don't mm-hmm. play like that, Jarrett. So, yeah, I'll be posting that tomorrow. And uh, this is a legitimate contest, and it has legitimate rules. You email in, or e-transfer me $100, and that'll get you one entry. You can enter <laughs> as many times as you want. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I determined the winner at random. I see. And, uh, all, all things non-refundable NFT, whatever that thing means. Um, uh, Justin finishes here. We have a couple Dave and Busters a few hours away from uh, Charleston and that combo of cocktails and games is a real good, but expensive time. I enjoyed showbiz pizza as a kid before the rat took it over and turned it into Chuck E. Cheese. And that is a place I miss. Uh, I miss treating the kids to ever since the pandemic hit. <laughs> it was <just> like mistreating. <laughs> it's like it's been mistreating the kids yeah. ever since. Yeah. I, I see what you, I see what you did yeah. there, Jared. Yeah, I see what you did. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, we didn't have that stuff. No, we did not. Nah, we had laughs <laughs> and Hooters. We never had a Hooters. In Calgary. Did we? In big, big city. Well, Calgary, we did. I went to Hooters at West Ed Mall one time. Ooh, and how was that? Uh, it was good. I was 16, but they didn't ID me, so they let me drink beer. Whoa. 
they did yeah. not they did not they did not care about anything did they nope but uh that place doesn't exist anymore it's uh, no longer part of west edmonton mall so that's, that's too bad it's too bad i uh i mean i had a good time when i was there nice yeah i had a good time thanks but, uh, for the time creeps and have a great show well we uh Cheers. we're gonna sure try we're we're trying here we're sure gonna try pizza bye next up rob uh-huh. eagle Rob Eagle, hold on. I better crack open one of my Perrier carbonated waters for this yeah, bad boy. That's right. Slim can. Right, uh, well, you opened it, so you haven't been able to put any green dye into it. Mm. The can is green. That's not bad. Not bad. Nice save. I wore green today. I have green pants. I wore those. Do, do uh, children pinch each other still? I don't think they're allowed to. Well, I mean, even, even, even if it wasn't the COVID I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of consent issue there. I, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, a, I think... A barbaric practice, if there ever were one. I think in all things, it's just better to err on the side of caution. It's like, I better not pinch someone. <laughs> Perhaps. Just in case. <laughs> For not wearing green. <laughs> and, yeah, I tried doing that in the summer. You're not wearing green. And then you give someone a pinch, straight to jail. <laughs> and deservedly so. And deservedly so. Hi, creeps, and a merry St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. enduring RJ's attempts at Australian, Italian, and heaven help him, English accents, I oh, hope and pray. I, <laughs> I hope and pray he's not thinking of regaling us with an Irish accent to celebrate this Which day. What? Wait, <laughs> toy. It's my Irish. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I, that's that's Irish. Yeah. Continue. I may return to this topic later, but meanwhile, I'm sure to regret this. Mm-hmm. Whenever I try stuff like this with you guys, it invariably goes horribly wrong. But here goes. Mm-hmm. A few weeks back, a friend of the show gave RJ a movie trivia question. Here's a teeny tiny quick fire movie trivia quiz for RJ. Okay. Only four quick fire questions. One word answers, please. Okay. Number one. In the 1956 film Moby Dick, Gregory Peck hunts what sea creature? Oh, a whale. Very good. Number two. Okay. In the 1956 film Giant. James Dean gets rich after drilling on his land for what black gooey substance? Oil. Very good. Also, in the 1956 film Giant, Rock Hudson plays a cattle rancher. Cattle produce what meat? Beef. Correct. In 1990, Sean Connery played the captain of a Russian submarine. The sub was named after a month of the year. What is the abbreviation as seen on calendars for that month? OCT. Now, RJ, repeat your answers quickly, quickly, quickly together. Um, okay, wait. Whale, uh, whale oil beef octo- oct. Whale oil beef oct. Whale oil beef oct. We will all be fucked. Whale oil, whale oil be fucked. Whale oil be fucked. Beef ooked. Beef ooked. Ooked. I'm Irish. I'm Rob Eagle. See? Now, RJ, repeat your answer quickly, quickly, quickly together. Now, RJ, if you got the right answers, you just approximated an authentic 
Irish accent, and I consider I just performed a valuable public service. Okay. So we'll all be, we'll all be fucked. No, no, you, this, you, know, you, you just you just say it. You just say whale oil beef. Whale oil be fucked. There you we'll go. All be there, fucked. There, there, there you go. <laughs> we'll all be fucked. I listened to I I was actually just listening to a, an Irishman uh, talking about something on YouTube. I think King of the Hill actually. Oh, Jarrett, I can talk to you like this all day. This is my oh. Mrs. Doubtfire, but it's also my Irish accent. Isn't isn't, isn't she supposed to be? She's supposed to be Irish or Scottish. I think she's from somewhere that's not here, laddie. Oh, laddie, see there you go. <laughs> hey, fe- listen here, fella. Teeths. You you Ting. hearing what I'm you got, saying? You, got, you say tings. I got lots of tings to tell you. Regards. Rob Eagle. <laughs> Let's see. I think that worked out well. Pretty good. Yeah, worked out well. Worked out well. I, I'd be happy to do accents anytime. Be- oh, pizza be- pie. Be- beef fucked. Beef fucked. I mean, that's pretty good. I don't know though. I think the there's like I think Emerald. There's there's another YouTube video I watched that had like 18 different regional dialects or something like that in the 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 Green Isle. <laughs> The Emerald Isle. I don't know what the fuck they call the themselves. Emerald Isle. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the Potato Isle, dude. Oh. Do you remember the Irish Potato Famine? I've I've heard. I, I hear. Yep. I hear many things. Everyone becomes Irish this day. There was even some bullshit article about like ten percent of Americans identify as Irish. It's like, do they? <laughs> of course they. Of course they do. Of course they do. I had a I had a rugby coach who was actually from Ireland. And uh, he came here, and uh, he was just like, I, I think he he got tired of like shitty kids being like, yeah, I'm like Irish, I'm like Scottish, I'm Hungarian. And he's like, and he his big thing is like, are you from there? And we'd be like, no, we're from here. He's like, then you're not fucking Irish. <laughs> nice. He's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, we were all like 15, 16, and we're like, oh, my my doctor's Irish, and my, oh, yeah. my and my and they're my, not allowed and, to get med degrees. And, <laughs> And and my my grandfather uh, came over on a boat. Well, didn't we all come over on a boat, Jared? No, I didn't. I I came from a hospital. Didn't we? <laughs> hey, you think we were bo- we were probably born at the same hospital, hey? Ah, uh, no. What do you mean, no? Nope. That's not. I was not. You're not. You weren't born here. Yes, I was, but I was born in the like what was Saint Mike's, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. While, while I was like, I think there was like renovations. I've heard this story before. I can't remember the deets. Huh? You just had to be different, huh? I had to be different. Just had. The, to the, be there were there was a transition period where the, the creeps hospital did not exist quite yet, or it was just getting built or renovated or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And now it's got another name. I can't believe this. What this is horseshit. The hospital. But you know what's not horseshit? Why? Sam Loveland. Ooh, Slam Love Machine. Our final email of the night. Sam number one. No subject. Dear Creeps. Formerly oh number one, RJ. Okay. Oh, right. He, uh, he, uh, what did he, he conceded his number one ranking? Yeah, he relinquished it. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Dear Creeps, sorry to hear uh, about you, RJ, getting COVID a year <laughs> ago. Props yeah. to you for keeping that a secret for a whole year because I'd probably have a hard time keeping that to myself, especially if I was the co-host of the number one globally recognized Criterion podcast. 
I, I mean, I didn't want to tell anyone for like six months. So, yeah. uh, it, it was, it wasn't an issue of, uh, talking about it. It was like, I, I was probably not going to tell anybody, but like I said, the, uh, the media outed us, I think illegally that, uh, that it was me. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But, uh, yes, yes. I'm glad you're not like dead or anything. That that does suck about garlic though. About ninety percent of what I eat has garlic in it, so I would have a pretty rough time not being able to eat it. Indeed, indeed, Sam. I I know. I always told people because like I would cook with garlic and eat it, and they'd be like, "Don't you care that you smell like garlic?" And I was like, "I don't give a shit." I was like, "I don't care if I smell like garlic. I like garlic." Yeah, garlic. You you know. Sometimes you, you when you read those uh, ingredients that, for a recipe, and it's like, oh, put in uh, two teaspoons of garlic. You go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna take that as four cloves. Oh, no, 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 RJ. No, 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 no more than that. Four, four. Come on. I mean, uh, I uh, you gotta go heaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been, I've done heaps and bounds of garlic in my day. Yeah. Heaps and bounds. Yeah, you go that, get, get that tailspoon, but it's like kind of like a big round ball floating in that. That's wow. how people have described you also. Floating ball of garlic? Yeah. Just sitting there? Yeah, some people have. Delicious. On a related note, I got my first COVID vaccine shot today. Ooh, shit. Good for you. And Sam's a young man. Yeah, I know. Remember how no one in Canada can get a a vaccine shot? That's pretty crazy. It's it's, hey, we're at like ten percent, and of 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 total possible, like and that includes like newborns. Ten percent. The U.S. I think is at twenty five percent. So, yeah, but they didn't they also vaccinate like the entire population in Canada in like a week, basically. I, I beg your pardon. Haven't didn't the states vaccinate like? The equivalent of the entire population of Canada in like a week, uh, they or something might, like that. They might have, or they were doing like a million a day. And what does Canada have? Thirty million people? Almost forty. Almost forty. Okay. Yeah, we suck. We're we're getting there. Um, we yeah. we, we, we don't have the manufacturing, and we didn't. We, and, and, and we're not making uh, our company say you gotta only supply this to Americans first. Fuck the yeah. rest of them. Even though that's not how this works. It's not like yeah. as soon as we got we get it everywhere else it stops happening. It's like no, we should probably be like trying to uh, spread the wealth so we all come mm-hmm. up together simultaneously. Because it's not like it's like oh we got vaccinated we can travel around. It's like no, you can't actually. No. You, you can't go anywhere still like, <laughs> until everywhere like should be treated this way because that's how uh, the mutations are going to happen in these like little weird out of the way places that get left behind and then suddenly it's like oh this one's much worse. This this will be the one that causes people to melt and like vomit up their blood and die like in twenty four hours. That's what people were wishing for, I think, when they're like, "Whoa, I gotta stay in my house." <laughs> I think uh, similar effects come from listening to this podcast. Probably, and no? us talking about COVID. Oh, yeah. so so far not too bad. Although there's some discomfort just in the spot I got I got it on my arm. That yeah. part hurts when I move my arm around too much. I'm nervous about getting the second shot because that second one made my mom extremely sick for like three days. I've Appar- heard that. Yep, that's um, a friend of my parents. They're yeah, a nurse. They are a nurse, and they said they were fine for the first one, and on the second one. Yeah. Uh, that, that, there was only a day though I think and I, but I'm not sure which yeah. one it was but it's going to impact people differently is this the MRA one then? yeah 
M R. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Not the, yeah. Not, it was it wasn't the men rights activist vaccine. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I meant the RNA I, one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, M R. Get out of here. Apparently, apparently, that's a sign that you may have had a case of COVID. She was sick at exactly this time last year, as was I. So hopefully I didn't have it. Sorry for that long sentence. I'm typing this on my phone at work. That's okay. I mean... Well, that that makes sense, actually. Well, so for instance, um, RJ and I, before coming on the air, we I mentioned how our uh, our chief medical health officer said that, you know, only about 25% of active cases are known at any mm-hmm. given point. So... You know, there's a there's a chance that you were just asymptomatic or just were like, oh, I, I'm kind of sick. And it was ripping through before anyone knew it. Or, you know, there's like the hundreds of different things you can be sick with simultaneously. And it's just uh, a bad uh, experience getting a second shot. Yeah. Who knows? But I, I, I do think, though, that it probably st- sticks with you because like um, I think I mentioned before, I think I played it off like someone else, but it actually happened to me where uh, I was going to get tested again in the summer and uh, the health officials told me not to. Uh, I didn't have symptoms or anything. I was just like, oh, I got to go back to work. So I was recommended to get tested uh, and I had it before. And they're like, ah, you probably shouldn't. They're like, because you'll ding positive whether whether you have it or not. And then I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> so I think that's like so if you get the vaccine and then. It, it's sick and like it, it was a sign that you may have had it before it sounds like it just sticks with you right like it doesn't go away so maybe that's part of it hooray whether you know it that you have it or not hooray <laughs> hey isn't thing aren't things great back to normal yeah open up the restaurants Jared. Burn, open up the pools burn your face mask oh yeah did you see what uh all, all those uh, concerned citizens grabbed up all the face masks in Creepsville and dumped them on City Hall in garbage bags. Well, yeah, they gathered up, like, what, like a dozen bags filled like with masks. Dozen. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty gross, but uh I mean, good time. for them, but also, what did, why'd they dump them at City Hall? It's not like City <sighs> Hall did that. This is on you, City Hall. <laughs> you did this. You did this. And it's like, what? No. Uh, Sam asks... What are some of your favorite medical or hospital-based movies? I like the movie Hospital Massacre, which apparently Jarrett wasn't a fan of. Medical is a pretty loose category, so hopefully you guys can come up with some good ones. Anyways, thanks for your time and solidarity to RJ. Thanks, Sam, brother. Slove, uh, slow, 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 um, slam Love Machine. Loveland. There you go. P.S. Happy St. Patrick's Day, RJ. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm Irish. <laughs> you sound like a, a Monty Python's man being a lady. I'm right Irish over here. I'm walking here. Is that Irish? I'm walking here? I'm walking over here. Right back to the uh, Emerald Isle. Uh, what about John Q, Jarrett? You ever seen John Q? Have you ever seen Patch Adams, RJ? Yeah, I have. It's not a bad movie. Not a bad movie. I, I take Awakenings over Patch Adams, though. That is also occurring inside of a hospital. How about, uh, would you count Elephant Man as a medicine movie? Uh, I think medicine's a little, little, medicine's almost too broad. But I think, like, 
Or is it? Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. See, that that one I feel uh, is a bit of a cheat. How about bringing out the dead? That's about being an ambulance driver. Never seen it. Oh, really? No, I've seen. I've uh, never seen it. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think it's pretty good. Okay. Check some uh, Marty boxes. What about hospital dumpster divers from 2020? I'm not familiar with that. How about Dead Ringers? That's a good hospital flick. No. 100%. Uh, do, do, I don't know if you... You must have gotten to the DS9 where Bashir's totally wearing some Dead Ringers medical uh, yeah, outfits. And, and that that uh, that's from TNG as well because I brought it up at that time. There, right. there was a... When Picard for... Some episodes somehow just had a weird brain thing that they never. They're like, he's gonna die. Was it his then, brain thing or his heart thing? Oh, it was his heart. Yeah. But like Bev Crusher and everyone was in Dead Ringer Red. So I guess in Star Trek world, they're just like, you know, we're gonna go with it. Whoever designed this, I was like, hey, do you remember in the 20th century a film by one David Cronenberg, Canadian icon? Well, from uh, a part of the Earth uh, that used to be identified as Canada. 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 Hey, what about Whore Hospital from 1997? Have that, you seen that one? That sounds excellent. Mm. I mean, it sounds like a movie. What? What? How? Oh, I guess, yeah, maybe it does have a, the, yeah, I guess uh, The Last King of Scotland does have the doctor in it, but. Yeah, that doesn't that, count. That doesn't spring to mind when I think of that movie. Yeah. Um, American Mary. <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> What about Rick the Dick in Hospital Hell? How about Flatliners, RJ? Mm, I mean, it it takes place in medical school, so I guess that counts. How about parts of Planet Terror? Mm, I wouldn't count that. Okay. But what about John Q? Have you seen John Q, Jarrett? I have not. Okay. Good no. to know. Good to know. Okay. What about sex change, sex change Hospital from 2008? Uh, nope. Nope. Haven't seen that. Okay. What about MASH? I mean, I guess. It's no. a... What's the word for that? When it's... Altman-esque? Oh, is that the word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. But that's... Yeah, I feel like that belongs yeah. to, like, another... It doesn't, it's not Asylum? what... Asylum? Yeah, because like that would be like because I see girl interrupted gets brought up here quite a bit mm. in that. I'm like, no, that's that's a different type of movie. Well, Awakenings would I think fall into the asylum category as well because it's in a psychiatric yeah. facility, so that's not quite a hospital, right? What about what about the hospital? Which one? Starring George C. Scott. Mm, I haven't seen it, but it sounds good. Sounds good. It's got hospitals. What about We Are Alive, The Fight to Save Braddock Hospital? Not bad. What about Corbin Pinungu Hospital from 2018? <laughs> You're a big fan of that one, right? Uh, I just had to hop on to uh, the Holly Horror list on horror hospitals. Oh, Ooh, baby. We got good stuff. Doctor Giggles, Surgical, mm. Nurse yeah. Sherry. Oh, Visiting Hours. Yeah, is that a good one? I, I'm a fan because it's got Shatman himself. Ooh, eating some Jello. I do like the Shatman. Uh, Patrick is uh, pretty good. The opening of Halloween Two. 
the Rob Zombie yeah. movie is g- good. Uh, all of Halloween yeah. 2, the original one, uh, is loaded with hospital action. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Look, there's Planet Terror. Ooh. Oh, of course. Uh, Exorcist 3 has got some good hospital action. And, mm. and George C. Scott. Yes, it does. that's a double header. Yeah. Or a double feature. What about Frankenstein General Hospital from 1988? Looks like maybe Ray Romano is in this thing. Uh, body parts? Uh, uh, mm, I don't know, man. Body parts only only kind of takes place in a hospital. Only kind of. Dead and Buried's got hospital action. Yeah. Lots, lots of picks. Don't watch. A, don't watch. Don't watch the Bay. That movie's horrible. The Bay. The Bay. Like the Hudson Bay. Exactly. Directed okay. by uh, Barry Levinson. Oh right. Right. What about Jesus Hospital? Directed by Lee Sang Chu, and Shinaga. Sounds good. Oh, sounds not bad. Ghost Hospital. That sounds cool. Many many picks. Many picks. Yeah. What about Uncle Bob's Hospital Visit? It's a 14-minute short cartoon. Ooh. Wait a minute. This sounds weird. Uncle Bob is getting up in the year in years, but manages quite well, thank you. Then an unexpected illness changes everything. Suddenly, he's scooped out of his safe and, safe and familiar surroundings and deposited inside the foreign and chaotic world of the hospital. Here, the once self-reliant Uncle Bob becomes vulnerable and dependent. Nobody likes a dependent. This sounds this sounds kind of weird. Like a, it doesn't sound like the kind of thing you'd want to watch. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, know what I mean? Hey, remember the void? I know the Noid is the void similar to the Noid. Yeah, kinda. Do you ever avoid the Noid? No, I run See, toward. I run toward the Noid. The Noid. See, even the Void, even though it takes place in a hospital, I don't feel like it's a hospital movie because the hospital is just the setting. Right. I guess that's the point. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of movies that actually involve the hospital like as part of the plot. Well, I mean, it's, it's totally inside of a hospital the whole time. But, yeah, there's not a I lot guess. of, like, you know, there's no, the doctors administering uh, illegal experimental drugs. Like in Reanimator? Like in Reanimator. Or The Kindred. Ooh, you know what takes place in a hospital? Blade. Does it? Oh, wait. Well, the very there's begin- a scene yeah, in a hospital. Well, it, it opens up in a hospital. Yeah, and Blade Two opens up in a blood bank, which Ooh. is, you know, what's on this list? What? The Incubus. <sighs> yeah, there's some hospital stuff in the incub in uh, the Incubus. And semen. Uh, there's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know about those things, but uh, from what I've heard, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah RJ. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That seems a bit much. Yeah strong language here yeah strong language i'd say dial it down buddy dial it way down oh the hidden takes place in a hospital for parts of that movie oh yeah for parts for parts well that's it for emails rj oh well look at that we've only been talking for an hour and a half yeah not bad not bad not bad not bad bad. um rj what you been creeping on this week uh, did I watch a movie this week? I don't, I don't know. think so. I see you logged something about sharks. Oh yeah, I watched a documentary called Shark Water. 
It's, it's RJ. It's not even Shark Week. What the fuck? You got to save that till August. Fuck. Uh, that's a. Th- this thing's a real bummer. Oh. Uh, it's about like over hunting of sharks and stuff like that, and Aww. sharks and soup. Aww. And uh, this thing it has graphic imagery, Jarrett. Oh. Graphic. <laughs> like, is, is it like a, a slaughterhouse of the sea? Oh yeah, yeah. This thing was like way, gra- like way more than I thought it was gonna be. It's ninety minutes. I would say forty minutes of it is scenes of animals getting their like sharks getting their fins cut off and cut open in half and then thrown back into the water. And then people what? doing equally grisly things to other aquatic animals. <laughs> it is horrifying. Like, uh... and the point, like, it's this guy who, uh, he's a Canadian guy actually. And he's like, uh, he was a, a like a free diver and he swam, swam with sharks all the time. And he's like, sharks aren't dangerous. Uh, but then like he talks about media perception of sharks and then, uh, he has tons of footage of like uh shark hunters and like because all they care about the, is the fin right so they cut off the fins and then they throw the bodies back into the water and then what happens they take the fins back to wherever they go and but they sell what, them to what people. happens to the shark what do you think happens bud <laughs> what if i cut off your arms and legs and just uh, <laughs> threw me in the, the, the water <laughs> in the water um well i guess like a, a well i mean theory like a shark you just go forward like with my dorsal fin and, uh, uh, they sink. Oh, they sink. And, where, and yeah. then, and then, where do they go? They go to the bottom and back to Atlantis. Yeah. And Aquaman helps them uh, rehabilitate. If only he gives them less delicious fins. Yeah. If only, Jarrett. If only that was uh, oh. the way it worked. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it is like, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually a little bit caught off guard at how graphic it was. Because uh, I was like, holy shit. I had to stop it for a second. And I was like, all right. I was like, hold on. I was like, I think we're going to get into some graphic territory here. Um, But uh, yeah, man, this thing is a major, major bummer. Um, But I mean, that's the way the world works. uh, Because that's how people work. One good thing, I guess, is he shows Costa Rica how... uh, they were they had shark fin soup and then like part of his documentary like got it banned but his big thing is like it's banned in like a lot of countries but they still do it anyways so costa rica at least it looked like they were trying to get rid of it uh the only issue with this thing the guy who does it he's like a total kind of like dude <laughs> uh so like he's not he's not very well spoken like he means well and it's good he made this but like uh God. he is a total surfer dude and you're like whatever is, is, I, it, is this going to end in like uh shark man herzog territory he does die, but not from sharks. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, so he uh, he he <laughs> dies from a uh, what is it? It's not hypoxia or something where um it's like a loss oh. of oxygen in the brain. Oh. Yeah, because like yeah. I think he dived like way too much, stuff like that. He died doing what he loves. He did. He did. And there's a second shark water called shark water extinction but i don't know if i'm going to be watching that anytime soon the only issue with this thing other than the like extremely graphic uh, imagery is uh it's a little xenophobic like they really hammer asian cultures for being like uh ignorant i guess if that makes sense like because like he does this big kind of dive on like uh 
like the actual statistics of like sharks, like how many sharks are killed and then like the actual properties of what's in shark fins. And then he kind of talks about how there's actually none of these qualities that these cultures think. And then it kind of like, it kind of depicts Asian people in a pretty negative light, right? Like almost like showing, like almost suggesting that they're dumb kind of. And like, that's, it's like, well, it's like, People who look at Western culture with like cows think the same thing of us, you know. Hey, I so, mean, uh, people ch- uh, check out the, uh, the cove because that's mm-hmm. both uh, dolphins and, of course, it was very like the Japanese. I can't believe they're doing this, yeah. but I'm like, huh? If only I could think of other like really like you know kind of intelligent, docile, lovely mammals that get harvested by a culture. Pigs. <laughs> Well, cattle, everything. But they're on the land. (laughs) Everything. I guess, I mean, I guess like we're not, we don't have like dolphin farms that I'm aware of. But blackfish is a thing too, right? And that's like, that's not mass quantities being exterminated, but uh, yeah, we, we have equally horrific atrocities. I think there might be uh, some hypocrisy at work perhaps. And then, then, yeah. Yeah. And see, that's what I mean. Like, that's the only thing that I actually... I was kind of like, mm, it's like that wasn't super needed. I'm not sure why that was included here. The message about the sharks is good. And it's basically just like, uh, I think they say something like it's like 90% of the world's sharks have been like uh, killed in the last 50 years or something like that, which is like pretty horrifying. But I got to yeah, have that. It, hey, I want to go to Calgary and have some uh, shark fin soup, please. I know. I actually think that I had some when I was in China. I don't know what it was, but like. Like, I think I did, and I feel pretty bad about that because, like, I mean, I was 16. I didn't know what shit was over there. They just fed us what they fed us, right? Yeah. Like, and I was like, all right. But I think, like, looking back, I was like, I think that's what it was. And it's like, oh, that's pretty fucking gross, like, yeah. of me. But, uh, yeah, this thing is fucking horrifying, dude. Like, <laughs> like uh, there is a scene where they get a sea turtle, and it shows them, like, cutting the beak off of the sea turtle and like ripping the shell off and i was like wow. i was like, I was hey, like oh my God. hey what is this cannibal holocaust i know <laughs> these, like, these are this is an italian film crew <laughs> oh like well yeah and like that's what i was thinking i was like oh my god yeah so uh shark water man if you want to feel really bad for an hour and a half uh give that a a whip do do i and hey it's it's available for free on cbc gem oh oh, wow this guy was canadian that's so i I think it's a canadian is it some got some of that nfb money uh probably yeah probably not and not uh, nfts but nfb not nfts yeah yeah, well, I think it's like it's definitely a Canadian documentary, and I think it like it ran like the scene for documentaries and stuff like that. But yeah, this thing's uh rough. This thing's rough to watch, but uh, yeah. Anyways, maybe stop killing sharks. I think the message here is that uh, there's probably a more humane way to do this, but uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. What were we talking about? Is this all Steven Spielberg's fault? Uh, actually, so uh, not brought up in this, but something I do know is uh, the dude who wrote Jaws, the book. Yeah. Uh, it's his biggest regret in life. Because he said, I didn't want to villainize sharks. And he said, I feel bad about that now. Oh, poor so, Peter Benchley. Peter Mansbridge. No. 
He didn't write Jaws? No. Okay. Uh, so that's all I got. Do you have anything other than uh, no. the Shrek? Well, I mean, yes, I guess. I, RJ, have mm-hmm. completed watching King of the Hill. Oh, interesting. I have some news for you, but tell me tell me about uh, King of the Hill and uh, your journey with uh, the boys down in Ireland. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you had mentioned and I had heard that uh, toward the end it uh, kind of faltered. It wasn't as strong, but I don't know. I don't know, man. It's pretty pretty damn consistent all the way through. I think I could only genuinely point to like two or three episodes where I was like, eh, not so much. But even those were like not even terrible, terrible episodes. I think they were just kind of misguided and um, uh, a little politically of their time wrong. I know what you uh, mean. A little out of whack, some things. Yeah, there, I mean, there's like some – like Simpsons has got some stuff in it that is pretty <laughs> – has not aged well comedically Mm-mm. as far as like in terms of like man dressing as women and and, oh, and, and, boy. and, and uh, rampant homophobia that you could yeah. pass off as well it's the characters it's like nah this is the writing room yeah. well see and like uh, I, I know exactly what you mean but um, see I I don't think I, I was the one I I think I've always been like I think it's I think it was pretty solid the whole way through like i don't remember it ever going down so i mean i'm in the camp with you where it's like i think it's i never had a problem i I, th- I, th- I think the last episode is really good i think it's a, a very good end to the whole series it ties things up very well mm-hmm. the last like minute or so is uh, almost kind of sad and touching because you're like oh that's it it feels like an end you're like and we'll, we'll we're never going to get that with the simpsons apparently because uh just, they just keep renewing that fucking show uh endlessly what's, what's, Can another, I, what's the other show that's going on forever and ever there's all sorts in, car, if, in animation i mean south in park animation? south park like, south park family guy like yeah yeah they'll never end i mean king, hey, of the, king well, sorry, but i was gonna say uh king of yeah. the hill 13 seasons and uh yeah pr- pretty good stuff uh, I think I messaged you if you had ever seen the episode where uh, Carl, the principal, moves in with Bill as his life totally starts hitting the skids. And fuck, that episode is so funny. Like I, I wasn't expecting. That's like one of the last few episodes too. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, this is this is. Uh, it's been a while since there was like a really good Bill episode, especially compared to the first few years. But Carl's a good character too. Like he fits in. He pairs well with with Bill, and I can't remember. I can't remember uh, the episode, but do you remember, like, it takes place at the school, and that guy's like, he's Reagan on your cord, man. Like, the guy has, like, a little, like, paddle on braid. Oh. <laughs> he's Reagan on your cord, man. That's a good one. Uh, but what what other uh, standouts do you have that you haven't mentioned already, I guess? Jeez. Uh, you, you Well, tell me what you're, like, dying to tell me here. Oh, hot news today yeah uh and this might not be good for you i suppose since you just talked about a fitting ending um talking to brent forrester one of the writer uh, producers of king of the hill yeah he said to in an interview uh, i'm sure greg daniels and mike judge would murder me but for sharing this but hell yes in terms of if there would ever be a revival he says they are in hot negotiations that's a quote hot to bring it back yeah they are uh, he says the Trump administration made it suddenly very relevant again. I don't know about that line, but then he says, "Here, get this shirt." That's the characters have all aged fifteen years. Yeah, 
and the project is uh, very good. Uh, and then he says, I've said too much. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it is curious. I think I mentioned, again, I can't remember if it was off the air, on the air with you, but mm-hmm. there, there have been rumblings uh, or something like people saying, oh, Mike Judge has talked about it in the last couple of years. And yep. I think at the time you were like, oh, these things well, should maybe always... sometimes dead is better. Yeah. And um, I I think they're if they have like all the same people involved and they keep mm-hmm. the pace and everything like that, like those, th- those 13 seasons I think are really consistent. Um, and if, if they keep all of that in line, it keeps the look, the tone. Uh, I mean, obviously the, it's kind of, there's like this inherent sadness now that uh, Brittany Murphy and Tom Petty have died. So you're like, well, that's get that story I guess gets removed and you're like, Oh, how much do you linger on that? Like you have to, I guess you know. easy enough. Luann and Mucky moved away. Or died, and now they're like, because because they're because they're the baby's born uh, yeah. by the end, so it's like a teenager. Oh, actually, that that would be good because like they could write it in like and actually, like to give homage to uh, Brittany Murphy and Tom Petty, be like, yeah, they both died in the show, but Peggy and Hank are raising the yeah. baby, and then that's the new kid that Bobby's age, but Bobby's grown up, Luann's age now. Oh my God, it's this thing writes itself. Well, Bobby would be like twenty eight. Yeah, this thing's right himself. There you go. And you get to see adult Bob, but he won't be voiced. Uh, He'll have a different voice, though. Pamela Adlon could probably still voice Bobby just a little differently. Maybe. He he always... (laughs) Fuck. Oh, man. Because, like, her Uh, real voice... Do you know that actress? No. She's, she's like, one of Louis C.K.'s. Like, uh, she was... He was one of Louis C.K.'s friends. She had her own show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But she was in California Vacation, too. She's like a really short brunette lady. Uh, And her real voice sounds like Bobby, but a little older. So, (gasps) Could we see the return of Hank's uh, half-brother? The Japanese one? Yujiro. I would love that. But sadly, Dave Gerardine's dead. (laughs) They're all dead now. Uh, Uh, Very sad. Very sad. But hey, at least Peggy's still kicking. That's right. Like Kathy Najimi or uh, whatever her uh, name is. The lady from Hocus Pocus. Uh, sure. Yeah. So anyways, uh, any other standouts for you or any other oh, main takeaways, I, I'm, I suppose? I'm, I'm skimming the, the list of people's like favorite episodes. Oh, okay. That, the episode Bobby Goes Nuts. Fuck. That episode is so funny. <laughs> uh, you have to remind me. What, what does he do in the episode? <laughs> that's not your first. That's not. Oh, your that's, 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 that's my I purse. Don't I don't you. know you. Fuck. He's just kicking everyone. That in the, is in the that episode is so funny. <laughs> I can't. Uh, be, I can't believe how uh, how well that handles. Oh, there's actually a really good episode too, um, involving like the uh, the panhandlers. Like oh the, yeah, the, the guys. Yeah. That episode's quite good. Uh, I'd say uh, Andrea and I, Andrea probably says that's my purse or I don't know you to me at least once every week or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like if I, if I like come around her, she'll be like, I don't know you in the Bobby voice, you know? Yep. Yep. Panhandlers is a good one. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. It's a good show. King of the Hill is so good. So good. I did you like the weightlifting Bill episode? Oh, uh, Bill Bulk and the Body Buddies. <laughs> I, I like I like that episode a, a lot. Yeah, I really like Patton Oswalt, and uh, he's I think the main uh, bodybuilder in that one, which is good. Oh, you know I don't think I noticed that. 
but uh, I, I always I, know Patton Oswalt's voice. Uh, I, I love that I, guy. But uh, so I will say, like, I think. Oh fuck, that's actually an episode uh, with ZZ Top. Fuck. Oh yeah, that episode is so well done. Like King of the Hill celebrity appearances are amazing. Like they're 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 mm-hmm. so much better than Simpsons ones. The Simpsons ones, I always think now of like the Paul McCartney one with Linda, and they're like they just happen to be oh. hanging out uh, above the Quickie the- Mart. <laughs> And you're like, what? Like that that sucks. That like that episode's so good, at least as the vegetarian, yeah. and that ending is awful. But and then all like the celebrity appearances on Simpsons are bad. Like when fucking U two shows up, that's crap. Oh. Smashing Well, they're all or... shoehorned in like yeah. out of nowhere. Their their dialogue sucks. They're, they seem to be like yeah. too reverent of their appearance. They're very rarely like there's like a, there's like some that are decently done, but on the whole, like the King of the Hill ones are like great. They're, they're, yeah. there's, there's nothing special about them when they do show dog up. Dog was there. Yes. Yeah, and they they don't draw attention to it or anything. Nope. Snoop Dogg's just the pimp, and he's there, and he does his Snoop Dogg thing. It's perfect. That's it's right. perfect. That's another good one where Hank Hill is uh like he pretends to be a pimp, and he's talking yeah. like the pimp. Yeah. That one's really good. Uh, when Hank Hill gets addicted to gaming for propane, that's mm-hmm. a good episode. Propane, propane. Oh, they spelt they spelt it wrong. I married a man, Hank, not a gamer. <laughs> uh, the Ladybird episode where she has to go to the old folks' home. That oh. that's a tearjerker, man. That one will get you. Yeah, love Ladybird. I do love the some of the titles because I don't even know I don't even know the titles of these episodes because I often just hit play all. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The episode you were talking about is, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Fuck, they're all good. King of the Hill is awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, and of course, there's racist dog. Yeah, but yeah, but Ladybird wasn't racist. She oh, just spo- uh... spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah. She's just getting older, man. Or when uh, Bobby starts doing a Jesus the Magician uh, shtick, slight of Hank. Yeah, that one is good. Uh, man, a lot of a lot of I like I really like the Dale Mister Big episode, the conspiracy, oh. where it's Mister Big, Mister Big, Mister again. Oh, Mike Judge uh, line readings. <laughs> oh, and actually, okay, one of the other uh, last one for me for my like one of the best episodes is the last episode of season seven, the Witches of East Arlen. With, okay, yeah, uh, I don't know the title. So that's the one when uh, Bobby meets the nerds. Like he's like with the like the David Cross guy. Oh yeah, yeah. That he's, that is a that's a really good one. That that as ep- well. yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just like these guys are losers. <laughs> and um, yeah, I will. Right, David Cross does a really good nerd voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's one of the better. Uh, again, no attention brought to these uh, uh, voice actors. Or uh, mm-hmm. actors doing celebrity spots, and they're just like, no, they're yep. just going to play a character, and n- no fanfare. Yep, they're just there, man. They're just there. Ah, uh, fuck, it's a good show, Jared. Damn, is it a good show? Damn, good show. Damn or, good or, show. or when a uh, Bill has uh, diabetes, and just uh, oh, that just one up. is a good one. No, yeah, that one's a good one. Or when uh, Hank Hill's trying to get back his uh, toilet after the debacle oh. of the low flow toilet. Mm-hmm. And you find yeah, out about about, about political corruption. Uh, see, all those ones are good. That one is good. Um, fuck, they're all good. Especially, yeah. I know you're a big fan of the Michael Keaton episode that you mentioned last week. You're a big fan of that one. That's one of the weird ones. 
that one that one's one of the one of the weird ones but uh yeah that one's a little yeah, off they're... but yeah on the whole though uh like you know we're talking 95 percent easily are mm-hmm. like you know you know at least seven eight out of the out of tens every single time oh yeah yeah this uh king of the hill is a high quality show Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one where the old lady is trying to die inside? Yes, house? that's the that's a Christmas episode too. Like, yeah, that one is uh, that one is really good. Fuck, there, there's good episodes, man. Yeah. Real good stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, real good stuff. You know what else is good stuff? Star Trek. Star Trek. How's that it for a transition for you, buddy? Uh, it's as good as it, as it can possibly be, I guess. Oh, actually, so I only got four episodes because. I finished Metal Gear Solid 4. Hey. So uh, I got to say, man, it is oh so good. Oh, it yeah. is so satisfying. And like the way that he brings everything back into huh. 4, oh, it's so good. I, I, I love it, man. Oh, yeah? Really good stuff. That's, yeah. that's good to hear because I don't know if I've, yep. I, I don't hear a lot of love for 4. You, you know what I think helps? doing this blitz run that I did just playing through the whole, like the main series, not and like, not all the side stuff either. Cause oh, like, uh, I, I have them on, on the, the collection I have, but I, I'm not going to play them right now. Yeah. I have a, I have phantom pain as well. Uh, but, uh, I think I'm going to take a little break because phantom pain is allegedly like, uh, like Ryan said, his runtime on that was like 90 hours. Or something. Oh, how long, uh, how, how long was four? for you uh it took me my i think my rundown at the end i think it was 17 and a half hours is what it took Jesus, me to beat it Jesus, that took you a long time <laughs> it's a big fucking game but dude. still like, like I, that's like yeah. 17 hours it's like you you must have not played that much uh i did at first the last couple weeks i i, I really slowed down but uh like my actual play time was 17 hours so like it uh it's a it's a huge game but yeah i i really like four man i like old snake i like uh i like the storyline with the war economy stuff like like i actually think that is uh, like right on there Mm -hmm. big boss is in there he dads the shit out of this game which uh is really good i like it but yeah i like four man it's good good stuff so me, Lawrence, and uh, Ryan Nagel can hang out now and talk about Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. After we get vaccinated, of course. After you. Well, there's always Zoom. Yeah, there's always Zoom. Because uh, I know he's a big Foxhound guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you, uh, what, out of, you didn't, you watched all the, the cut scenes out of them, though. A- any, like, anything stand out to you? Like, which one you liked the most or anything like that? Or oh, just God. as a whole, you just. I genuinely don't remember fours very much. Four is really good, dude. I I would, but I'd even but but because, because I've never because I've never because I haven't played it either is the thing. Oh, okay. so like that that like adds to it because I'm like I, well no it's not true. I've played a portion of it, mm-hmm. and it didn't, the stuff I had played didn't really grab me that much. And I don't yep. know actually I don't know if there had been a uh, necessarily a compilation of it yet. Uh, I mean I think now there would be now together, there is one. I mean I was the watching cut there was scenes a, alone would be like ten hours. I bet. Yep. Yeah, because the hey, last one I've got is down, like I've got, seventy I've got, minutes. I've, you know, I just finished watching thirteen seasons of King of the Hill. Maybe I could uh, watch some compilations of Metal Gear again. Oh man, I think it's it's really worth it. And like, it's like I said, I think part of the reason I like four so much is because uh, the first one is really good. Number two, even though people hate Raiden, I actually really like 
because that's the start of the war economy stuff. Number three is uh, Snake Eater, which is the Bond one, which is good too. Like you get some good b- big boss stuff. Uh, and then um, this one, uh, like I think this one is so uh, ahead of its like ahead of its time. Like I think Kojima had like some real insight into these ideas, like political economics and stuff like that. I think it really comes through there. It's a uh, it's pretty cool. And like the opening of uh, it, just watch the opening of uh, Metal Gear 4 and see if you remember that, because that's where he's in the Middle East. And it is super cool. I like it. Yeah, that's the stuff I have seen. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to send you something here. You can check out on your own time. Um, okay. But we're, uh, the definitive cover of Snake Eater performed by one Lawrence Chrysak in 2000 wow. in 2007. Was this at a karaoke event or? No, no, this was uh, in his bedroom. Okay, okay, yeah, I uh, I will watch this at my own time. Yeah, and you I'll can, probably and you can. Uh, this is Googleable. This is uh, this is searchable. Oh. So I'll uh, I'll send it your way though, direct, and you can maybe check it out during the break. Yeah, I'll check I'll check it out a little bit later. But uh, that is uh, that's part of what's been taking me away from Star Trek, and it's done now. But uh, yeah, I gotta say. It's uh, it's all that they say it is, I think. So and a bag of chips. Probably a, a family size bag of chips. Oh, wow, let's, let's not say things we can't take back. I'm I'm saying it. So, anyways, you ever heard of Star Trek? I have. I finished season six, baby. You did it. And I had two. I have two, basically two, two titles here. Okay. In the first ten minutes, I I wrote down my review in the first ten minutes. It was quit trying to make Dax happen. And then my second review was finally <laughs> four out of four. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would I would I would come to eat my words in a matter oh, of episodes. Oh dear. And I went, oh, oh my god. Is, oh dear. Is, is, is the solution worse than oh, the, the problem? Oh dear. Is, is, is the cure. Well, I mean it's like, wait a minute. This isn't like we didn't need the solution at all. There is no solution. Just move on. Just move on. And secondly, everything that happened was Cisco's fault. Everything. And then I put God question mark in there because I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was just conversations of God. Uh, this is probably not a four star episode, probably a three star episode. Yeah. But uh, um, I was just I was very. They 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 made that character bad and like I think the actress is fine she like she she does a good job it's just like I found the character so all over yeah. the place like as as Jazdia or Jadzia Jadzia yeah I thought she was all over the place and like she had like Peggy syndrome in those first couple syndromes Ooh. where it's like you're only using her in these ways to like do these things but uh, yeah that last episode of season six it's pretty good mm-hmm. and. Uh, I did feel good about how things happened, but then, uh, as I said, I think I, I got to eat my words a little bit later. Oh, but, uh, so the one thing that uh, this this episode kicks off for mm-hmm. the, and continues on through season seven so far is we get to see what is now the Dominion War Room, and oh, we yeah. and that's all we goddamn see is the it's like a closet. <laughs> it must have uh, ran out of money. Oh, season seven! I feel like they are like they have a small budget I, I, it's it's diminished greatly from yeah. uh the, from like a couple seasons ago which is you know the realities of television production like they they, they start yeah. cutting corners where they can um 
and that that's just that's the nature of network television. They're, they're make, close and shot. You make do with what you got. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is where you get, like, um, oh, I always forget the other Cardassian's name. Shit. I don't know his name either. Oh, no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Everywhere Hold now. on. Because uh, I made a note about his alcoholism. Shit. Because he's always, because that's one of his, like. Yeah, because all he drinks is a canard. Oh, and, uh, a, 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 his name's Damar. Damar. Oh, Damar drinks canard. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, because Weyun's always just like, I think you drink too much, bud. Yeah, Weyun and Damar just hanging out in uh, the closet together. Watching Klingon symbols fly (laughs) with, uh, like, Federation symbols. This this brown, black room. And they just, and, like, some, some guys show up once in a while. Uh, you know, like this this week, for instance, Gold Ducat shows up. He returns, and he's and he's got a plan. God for him, because he fucking hates Cisco so much. He fucking just hates him. And we've mm-hmm. been we've been hearing about these Paul Raths, Paul Raths, <laughs> and it's like, hey, I've got an idea. We need to go into the the war chest and check out the, like basically this museum of like captured unrepatriated artifacts from Bajor. I'm going to just crack it open. I'm going to get blasted by some light. And now I'm filled with this spirit and now I'm, I'm going to zool it. I'm going to go uh, fly a, a shuttle out and just beam aboard DS nine while there's a big offense going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Ships are going to blow up left and right as you've come to expect uh, during this like dominion war. We see like, little bits and pieces of and then uh he fucking kills dax she's mm-hmm. she's dead i i feel like they should have done it earlier to be honest well they should have they could i mean so this was one of the things At that I, I i did read in the production was they thought like because like there's the whole episode where wharf goes back to save her and it's like yeah why didn't they just kill her then yep and and because they killed her like what seven episodes later, but I guess they it makes more sense Save to t- t- tie it into like making it so like now now the DS nine people really hate Ducat. Yeah, I mean yeah. I know why they saved it for an ending, but it's like because of the Dax character, which happens immediately in season seven. It's like they should have ki- killed her off earlier. Um, but like, yeah, I see why they saved it. But like I was so like my first ten minutes where I was like, stop trying to make Dax happen. It's all about like Quark and Bashir being in love with her. And I was just like, is like, why is this like in the in the episodes again? We we've we've gotten past this. Why is this coming back? Like who who gives a shit? Because she's getting genetically engineered to have Klingon babies. It's like who who fucking cares? Yeah. I don't. Did Did you feel it coming though? Did you know this was coming? Or did... I thought something was up, like by the attention they were giving her. Yeah. And I was just like, "What's going on here?" Long, long, yeah. Oh yeah. I was because I I knew that it happened here yeah. at some point. Like I never. I don't know if I had ever seen the episode itself when it aired, but I definitely knew that she was done. Um, mm-hmm. And but, I was like, that, "Yeah." So I was like, "We're gonna have a baby." <laughs> You're like, "Oh dear." <laughs> Yeah, they they really front load. Uh, it's like, look how great it is to be Dax, and then it's just like dead. Yeah, ganked. And now and then the wormhole gets closed, and Cisco's mm-hmm. gonna be sad. Cisco's pretty sad. He's got to go back oh, to Cisco's because he goes clams. He goes, oh. <laughs> it's his fault though, because like. After all this stuff, like he knows the prophets are real, like the wormhole well, aliens. Well, but he had a, he got Starfleeted, right? They're like, hey, he, did. he got he because it, it came to the point where, I mean, it's one but, thing for so this is the way to also think about this shit is it was meant to happen in the term, yeah. like this was it never, I know. like inevitably these conflicts have to happen even in their own thing even though the 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 wormhole aliens 
Uh, yeah. They they want this not to happen, but it has to mm-hmm. inevitably happen, and it happened. And so maybe that was yep. part of the game of like, well, now that it's happened, this is what we need to do to make it unhappen. Or like, yeah. we have to create the conflict because you are the emissary and something's got to, there's got to be some struggle. Yeah. We can't be just be like, yeah, you have to go because you, you have to go so your friend dies. You have to fight us on this to a degree so you feel guilty about this that'll make you fight harder to reconnect like there's like that kind of a, yeah. a 4d chess oh, as, as twitter is that what it is? as the redditors like to talk about mm, is that, this is 40 chess it's breaking <laughs> through four dimensions well, yeah spock playing 4d chess with uh charlie oh god yeah remember that remember the remember the remember him yeah i do i saw a thing today that Said that Leonard Nimoy invented the Vulcan nerve pinch because he he didn't want to do fight scenes anymore. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean it is brilliant. It makes sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, that was season six. Yep. Yep. Anything else? That's it. Yeah, moving along to the the next chapter. The, the end the, of the road the, for the, us. The final season. Final season. Uh, so seven point oh one. I put stop trying to make this guy happen. Two out of four stars, and then I also put why are any why are they giving the Hollow Suite any attention in terms of damage? Like I was like, what the fuck is going on? Quit trying to make like Rick Fontaine or whatever it is a thing. Vic, Vic. Oh, Fontaine. RJ, I gotta tell you, there's a a lot of Vic Fontaine oh. coming. There's an entire episode <laughs> coming. It sucks. No, okay, there is like one episode that comes up that has the best use of Vic Fontaine there will ever be and it's it's okay. it, it's like hilarious because it's like what this doesn't even make sense and then it, it's, it's the payoff of it's very funny the episode's like okay okay there's but but yeah whatever like I'm over it like it's not as uh, now that I've like I've, I've suffered through enough of this it's there's worse things than Star Trek there is I just I find this guy annoying and then I thought it was strange where he's he's talking to Quark and Bashir, and he's like, well, Worf's coming in and wrecking up the place. Oh. And it's just like. My joint. <laughs> yeah, and Worf's just like, you're not even real. He's like, you don't you you're don't exist. Yeah. So so this episode is called Image in the Sand. And it uh-huh. picks up with Cisco uh, shucking oysters in the back mm-hmm. of his dad's back in Earth. And he's all weird and longing, looking on the playing the piano aimlessly. He gets mm-hmm. visited by uh, the prophets again. He has a vision. He sees a face in the sand. We get some revelations, I guess, over the next two episodes that Mm -hmm. um, the the, the Bajoran's wormhole alien prophets have had their eye on Cisco for a long time. That's the the implication, I guess, between the next two episodes. They kind of blur. Yeah, Yeah, and then the next episode gets into it a lot more. And I think it's the better of the episodes. Uh, Here's my note about the Dominion Closet. Uh, I would say this episode is fine but like that's i mean the next few episodes i think are all fine like it's yeah. a it's a really soft start to this season that's yeah. kind of like huh i don't know how i feel about this uh there's a quote though i think this is from quark uh because like there's obviously the ramifications of dax being killed um yeah. and i think it's quark going, getting murdered by a pal wraith in cold blood <laughs> or something like that and in i'm like cold blood in, in, but it's like like this is these characters just say things out loud in a way that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, because yeah, we're we're gonna talk about this because the next episode's got some shit. We're like, what is going on? And then yeah, Cisco gets gutted. 
He's just fucking. Yes, he does. Gets right on TV, just like what the fuck this this dude this Bajoran guy shows up three episodes and he just gets like cut open. Mm-hmm. Not nice. Pixie Dax. Uh oh, fuck yeah, Pixie Dax. Pixie Dax. Pixie. Yeah, she... I didn't talk about it in this one, but in in my yeah, I, I do. I bring it up in my next. Uh, yeah, my next one. Well, because yeah, well, because did you know what was going on when she showed up? Did, yeah, I knew immediately. And yeah. I was like, um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, and then of course they force it, right? Because you're like, what? Yeah. What's the chances that she's gonna wind up staying on the station? They make it happen. Because like, I think we need a new face on the show. <laughs> I I uh and even I I can't remember what or, where it was. Like I think it. I open up Netflix or something and the poster for DS nine, I think it's this, like the pixie Dax in the place of like actual Dax. And I remember I saw it when I was like a season in or something. I was like, who the fuck is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, and then it's I was tough like, to, oh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, did they recast her as a completely different person? And uh, yeah. like, well, that's bold, but there you go. She just used a different poster. I think, I mean, it's, it's an old show. And yeah. they might be like, oh, it's just a new character. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I thought at the time. But... Ezri. Oh, yeah. Ezri. So, so enter Ezri. Enter Ezri, which... A, a very... Uh, I think... I'm not sure how one over people are by the end of this or over the years, but uh, contentious at the time. I I understand. Because yeah. uh, for seven seven oh two, I put, oh, no. Is New Dax even worse? <laughs> Slash... Cisco is Hercules? Question mark. Uh, two out of four stars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shadows and symbols. Fine. <laughs> Again, these two episodes. I wasn't crazy about. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So my first note, RJ, is this whole thing with dudes out loudly pining for a guy's dead wife is really bizarre. See, that's what I mean. It's like, why are they trying to make Dax such a big thing now? It's well, now like... that's like, well, I mean, cause Bashir, I get it. Like, because he did. He tried. Like, he he did, like, he was, like, the original uh, love interest, I guess. And yeah. the, But the Quark thing is so late. And now he's like, like, oh, yeah, I really wanted to fuck her. But Worf, Worf wasn't ready for her. <laughs> it could have been me. You're like, what? <laughs> it's like this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and they're talking about it with him right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's Which like is, this is preposterous. Like it's, it's so yeah. it's so stupid in a TV way, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling that. Uh, yeah. The 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 Cisco family desert vacation. <laughs> that's it. Uh-huh. That's all. That's what they fucking do for this whole episode. Is they they go look for a spot in on a desert planet. Yep. Uh, or whatever, and uh, he continues to have visions, and he sees his. A dead wife or sees the, the this new woman someone's that's his, mom that's his, that's, that's his mom but yeah. like she possessed like the spirit who like used to like hang out with his dad and now and then she like possessed his mom and mm-hmm. and it's like turns to like oh his mom really uh didn't really have much of a choice in this matter she just got possessed by the spirit and like had to go through it that's depressing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not not great not great in the consent era. And then they start going into this, it all takes place in their head angle, yeah. which I'm like, out of nowhere, which is nice because uh, I like that they had the Damar playing the yeah, doctor. as a doctor. Yeah. That was uh, good. I, I love uh, the humans as, like, or yeah, like the, actor, the actors playing humans good. out of their makeup. I think that's such a cool touch. And you yeah. see, you're like, holy shit, that's not at all what I think this guy looks like. That makeup's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that uh, I uh, I was surprised by that too. But that guy's voice is super recognizable, and yeah. I was like, hey, that's nice, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really nice a little touching because he's trying to deny him. Like, because yeah, the whole idea is that like yeah. Ben from the uh, uh, what's it, Far Across the Stars, whatever that episode's called, the 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 period piece one. They yeah. kind of go back to the idea like, oh, is this like a sequel to that where he is in an insane asylum and he's writing the story in his mind and he's got writer's block as he's writing on the walls of his padded room and uh, the doctor keeps telling him, no, no, it's not real, Ben. You have to give up this. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I see. It's like this is like that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or that issue, the last issue of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol comic series. It's uh, that's why or I was Mario too or Mario too, as it always comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I was a uh, I was a little caught off guard for a second. Oh, I was like, and the final line oh. of the episode, <laughs> uh, just when you think things couldn't get more interesting. Thanks, Odo, because oh, Ezri's there. Shit. They're like, <laughs> TV shit, shit. <laughs> That's super 90s sitcom where it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, I just – I hate like how they always like th- – th- that that version of Odo's quips has really yeah. shifted. And like so when they kind of go back to it, it feels like, oh, haven't we gone past this point? Yeah, I mean I feel like we have, but uh, the apparently show, they don't. The show feels differently. The show feels differently. And then, uh, and then, what do we get, RJ? Unless you had any thoughts on episode two beyond the. Uh, no, nope, that's it. That's it. I was just like, why is Cisco Hercules? And then I don't really like new Dax. I just don't like Dax. Well, sim- and she says symbiont or symbiont or something. She says symbiote really weird. Anyways, 703, trapped in the closet, Garrick style. And this is a, about a two out of four for me as well. Yeah, this one, this one's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's as fine. opposed to fine question mark. Yeah. Uh, after image, uh, we got we got some quark bashiring. Yes, because now, now he now they're like he's like ah oh, Ezri's here. This is my my new opportunity to be weird because I never and he, I, he goes basically the same well, thing because i think it's really exciting because this is the first time he sees her and he's like oh she's shorter <laughs> it's like oh okay yeah um i i did note that garrick uh has been making some gains as uh i think the i think uh he, 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 he looked he looked big i don't know <laughs> that's a that dude's super broad like his shoulders like he like yeah that garrick looks big man andrew he robinson does. Mm-hmm. Are, 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 at the end of this, RJ, are you going to read uh, Andrew Robinson's book? Is it about DS9? It's, it, it is because uh, he started writing a diary uh, mm-hmm. about, about being Garrick, and then he actually yeah. got it published. He actually was one of the ones he was like, I'm going to do this. And apparently, like, no one else has done that like, and actually wrote it themselves. I would read it if it was from the point of view of Garrick. I think it is. Ooh. It might okay. be. I hope so. I'll look into it. I'll yeah. look into it. Garrick novel. Let's find is it out. the Garrick the Garrick stories? I, yes, I think there was things about his decisions and why he winds up on the station. A stitch in time. That's a good name. Uh, published by in Kelly two, Armstrong by Andrew Robinson. The novel uh, originated from a biography of Cardassian Elam Garrick, 
Elam Garrick in the form of a diary, which was written by Robinson after he landed the recurring role in the series. He would read extracts from it at Star Trek conventions for fans and was heard by novelist David R.G. George III, who mm. suggested he should submit it for publishing. Although it was announced that a sequel would be published in 2001, co-written by fellow actor Alexander Sadig, old Bashir, Ooh. the only follow-up to the novel was Robinson's short story, The Calling, which was published as part of the Prophecy in Change anthology in 2003. Uh, presented as a letter from DS9's resident Cardassian spy and Taylor to Bashir, Garrick recounts his life story and also notes developments on Cardassia after the end of the Dominion War. Hmm. Uh, hey, Jared, if you're interested, the mass market paperback is only going to set you back uh, from 160 to $270. Oh, fuck off. On Amazon. I, yeah. Well, maybe I'll make take a swing by Echo Books and see if they still got a copy for like two ninety nine. Uh, well, the Kindle is uh, nine dollars oh. and ninety nine cents. Yeah, I'll be paying no dollars for this. No dollars for a stitch in time. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't seem right. Oh yeah, and then I wrote, "Lol, feel bad, Bashir," because like she gets told if Worf hadn't come along. You beta creep would have been the one. I Bashir's predatory with women. It's very clear. He's very intelligent. And very. uh my final one was Psycho Wharf. <laughs> yeah, this episode's just all about the aftermath, I guess, of like people yeah. dealing with Dax being dead, and now you got this this new chick, this Ezri, and she's uh filling those shoes and everyone's coming to grips with it. And then uh, Ben Sisko is really pushing to have her stay. Cause you get mm-hmm. this whole thing where like, she happened to be on the ship that was closest to be able to take the trill on. And uh, usually you get a lot of training and she did not yeah. get any. They just threw it in and she doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah. That's, that's the twist on it. Mm-hmm. Where usually they're quite competent. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. It's, fine yeah not a not a hot start uh to season seven and no it's not for a couple more i would well next episode because i've i'm rj what am i up to Mm -hmm. i've watched 17 episodes of season seven oh so you're almost done i have got nine episodes to go and from the from what i've read it seems like the the last like 10 episodes are all kind of like one big stretch of Ah. uh of, of tighter continuity than what we've been getting up to this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Next episode's a, it's the Chris Claremont episode. You, you'll, uh, yeah, I saw the I saw the title. Uh, Take me out to the hollow deck, I think, or something like that. Yeah, uh, close enough. Hollow suite. What the hell am I thinking of? Oh, it's the exact same thing. Take me out to the hollow suite. You're, oh, you're, you're, you're good. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say it's just called hollow suite. I was gonna say yeah. what the hell. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like baseball. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I won't say any more than that. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see you next week, I guess. We We're will. almost there, Jerry. We're well, you're there. almost there. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be... You'll be on the Voyager by next week. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no. Gross. No. Hey, RJ. Yeah. You got any news? You hear about this uh, King of the Hill revival? Uh, yeah, I, I did. You, you seen this? You, you told me. Jay? Oh, did I? Oh. Uh, that's all I got. Snyder Cut. Coming at ya.
in uh, a mere three and a half hours, Jared. Are you prepared? I just saw a headline from the Toronto Star. Toronto sex shops fight to be considered essential during lockdowns. I agree. There you go. Let them, let them stay open. Let every, You know what? They just let everything be open at this point. Why the fuck not? I mean, it basically is. Over here in Creepsville, at least, pretty yep. much everything's up and running. Open for business. Yeah. Uh, Criterion has announced their June oh. releases. Oh, I can't wait. I bet. Um, so here's some ones that you definitely are going to be excited for, RJ. Oh, sure. We've got uh, the documentaries, in a, two documentaries in one DVD set, Streetwise and Tiny, The Life of Aaron Blackwell. Are you familiar with these documentaries, RJ? Uh, I was going to watch those, but I picked Sharkwater instead. Ah, nuts. Yeah, so I was I was pretty close to watching that, actually. I've seen Streetwise. I haven't seen the follow-up documentary, though, but... Uh... If, or if it's follow-up or not. I'm not sure. But I have seen Streetwise. And it's good. So that's cool. Mm. Uh, we've got The Signifying Works of Marlon Riggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, he really brought it all together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, I have. I have not actually seen any Marlon Riggs movies at all. Oh. Uh, I don't even know who that is. So uh, He is a uh, black American filmmaker, uh, gay rights activist, made... Okay. I don't know if this is going to have like everything of his in it or how comprehensive it is going to be. I think it's like they're documentaries, but yeah, I have, I know of color adjustment and I've seen, I don't know if, yeah, I also know of tongues untied, but yeah, I'm honestly just not that familiar with this stuff. Mm. So that's cool. And yeah, he, he, yes, he died of AIDS back in 1994, RJ. Damn. From AIDS. They got him. They got him. Uh, we got Pariah by D. Reese. Uh, yeah, I love Pariah by D. Reese. <laughs> I know you do. Who doesn't? I know you can't wait to rewatch that movie. It's from uh, 2011, RJ. Yeah, I was alive then. You were. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was uh, president as well. Yep. Absolutely. Is that it? Nope. Uh, we've oh. also got. Uh, Visions of Eight, a like another fucking Olympics movie box set. Why so many? And I think it's all like the one Olympics event too. And it's just like there was eight of them. I think or maybe I'm wrong on that. God damn, no! It is like it's like no, it's from the seventies. What? No. It's I'm about, confused. Is this about Munich? Is this the Munich Olympics? Uh, that movie already exists. It's called Munich. Yeah. Good God, man. No, sir. So fortunately, Visions of Eight is not like a combo pack or something like that. Uh, it is a. Yeah, it's just another fucking documentary. Oh. About about the Enough. seventy about the seventy two Summer Olympics. Enough. It was directed by eight directors. Ugh. That's what it was, and I was like, "There's something about this," but it's only it's only hundred and ten minutes. Thank fuck, but mm, what do we only. got? Who? Let's see who who's involved in this. Oh, Milos Forman. He, oh, he, I've heard of him. John Schlesinger, uh, Con yeah. Ichikawa, Arthur oh, Penn. Yeah. All our all the favorites right there. So yeah. there's that. Uh, and then finally, <clears throat> on Blu-ray, we've got being released uh, Human Condition, which is like 
four. I've heard three, four parts Japanese big mm-hmm. war drama thing that's supposed to be really great. And mm-hmm. for Sam Sanchez's pick up on South Street's coming to Blu-ray. Ooh boy, I bet he's pretty excited. I mean, so excited he he didn't mention it in his email. He must have been too excited, if you know what I mean. Sleep of the switch. Yeah, too excited. Too excited. Mm. Well, that's it for our news that matters at that's all. True. There's nothing else going on. Nothing else matters. You ready to talk about some samurais? Who? You ready to talk about some bad dudes with attitudes? I'm talking to a bad dude at the moment, if that counts. Well, are you okay to talk to one about that? I know about rude, crude dudes with bad attitudes. Okay. That's what you mean? Sweet. Let's let's do it. Okay. Better I am, you know it's just me. I was the one that you didn't see. I was the chance down to your phone. I put you there under that soul. ケンを取って戦う時は親も子も兄弟もない。さっそく<笑>
And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about The Sword of Doom from 1966, directed by Keachi Okamoto. The synopsis, RJ. Mm-hmm. No, no tagline. What, what, no tagline? What would the tagline for this movie be, if you had to pick it? Um, the tagline for me for Sword of Doom would be, it would be something really catchy like, uh, Smart Alec, all Guinness, Sword of Doom. Something that really kind of resonated with the film. Ryunosuke, a gifted uh-huh. swordsman, plying, plying his trade <laughs> during uh-huh. the turbulent final days of the shogunate rule, has no moral code and kills without remorse. It's a mm. way of life that leads to madness. <laughs> Is it, though? Uh, I guess. Yes. Is it, it a way of life that leads to madness, Jared? It, it, it did. As, as as demonstrated by the film. Oh, I mean, it's hard to say chicken or the egg, I think. Chicken or the egg. In that sense. He was crazy all along. Well, I mean, the sword, the sword is the soul. Bad soul, bad sword, bad evil. sword, bad soul, you know. Evil. Even. Evil. Yeah, bad dudes. So this is the second time I've seen this movie. The first time was back in 2015, so it's actually fairly recent for me as for as far as rewatches go. Okay. Um, and my initial viewing of this actually might even go back a few years before that, because this is one of those movies that I may have acquired online at one point just to check it out when I was like interesting. That was like because I'm like the Sword of Doom. Well, this sounds cool. What a what a what a great title! What an unmissable title! You say. Well, it's not it's not as exciting as Young Torless, though. No, I mean clearly not. Few things are. Yeah. Few things are, but yeah, sword. I I didn't realize it was the Sword of Doom. I feel like drop the the. You know what I mean? No, I think most people would probably just drop the. Drop the the. Drop the the. Yeah, Sword of Doom just sounds better. Yeah, rolls off the tongue. Right off the tongue. So uh, when I watched this, like initially, like in my pre-viewing of it, I was like, "Whoa, <sighs> these titles, the, mm-hmm. this this uh, score, these horns, um, this old man just getting murdered, just <laughs> cut down <laughs> as mm-hmm. he prays." It's like, what kind of kind of movie is this and i'm like ah and i was like okay i have to come back to this at some point and then i did but it was a couple years afterwards Mm -hmm. and by that point i had purchased it on blu-ray during one of those barnes and noble sales and and watched it and my goodness rj this 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 movie impressed me so much in what sense because it's just so grim (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh it's it's different than a uh, Kurosawa samurai movie, I think. Like, uh, there's 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 a cruelty that runs through a lot of uh, Japanese movies. I think we've mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot of suffering, Buddha style suffering. Uh, I mean, all life is suffering if you uh, adhere to those kind of standards, and I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, cruelty is one of those things I've just noted in a lot of the. Japanese movies we've watched in the Criterion Collection it just kind of runs through. It's just, man, things seem kind of shitty all the time. Uh, it's realistic, at least. Yeah, or just at least the the types of movies that old John Criterion's curating for us. 
I, do you think this was a John or do you think this was a Gary pick? Well, it's, well I mean, it's always John. Gary. Oh, I mean, Gary's just he he suggests a lot of stuff, but none of it ever no. gets put in. Well, Gary doesn't know who John Criterion is. He he just he takes what he gets. Well, you know, I feel like we're downplaying Gary a little bit, but that's, well, that's Gary, fine. Life has downplayed Gary a lot. Life has downplayed Gary, and I yeah. feel like it's time that uh, someone does yeah. something, you know? Not us, but someone. So, RJ, I was excited to revisit this movie this week. It feels like it's been a, a week offering the last several weeks. At least since uh, those yeah. uh, at least since those noirs. I have felt let, a little let down. Uh yeah, it's been we've had a little dip. A little dip here. Yeah, like like a Star Trek season. Uh well I mean I don't think our highs are as high as the Star Trek highs, but our lows are probably as low as the Star mm-hmm. Trek lows. Yeah, some real Bashir episodes. Uh, I think that's every episode. <laughs> you know, oh. So what's this sort of doom all about? Well, oh. RJ, I'm glad you asked. It is oh, yeah. based on a series of novels by a guy named Kaizen Nakazato. Now, can can you guess when these novels were being written? Uh, based on the content, I'd say like 2001. Okay. So yeah. the novels were being serialized via the newspaper. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how thick these newspapers would have been. <laughs> But, really? Yeah, but so from 1913 to 1941, uh, when the author died, that's when these these was these, that before the, Superman? Yes. Uh, wow. Yeah, pretty well. Superman uh, picked up the cause uh, of uh, of uh, Ryu Nosuke, I guess almost. Hmm. Superman what appeared in what 37. No, is that is that why some of the movie is segmented into chapters? And chapters it, it, uh, yeah it's almost like a best of of uh because this this cherry picks i guess because it also is an inconclusive ending uh yeah i'd say but we'll get there we'll get there mm-hmm. um so the japanese title of which the novel is goes by um it's great uh bod his bod his atva pass which is definitely not how that's pronounced but it's kind of more phonetically how it is written, uh, which which I recognize immediately. I'm like, huh, isn't that a Buddhist thing? It's all a Buddhist thing, Jared. It's all a Buddhist thing. And so I was like, well, what does it mean? And I looked it up, and it's just talking about the a state of like delaying reaching nirvana to put people out of their misery. Delaying nirvana? Yeah. It's like you're on okay. your you're you're on your way there. Yeah. You're 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 doing it, and then you're just kind of like, nah, I gotta stop. Oh, I see. That's uh, um, that's straight from the yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, Bo Bodhi Sattva, Bodhisattva, uh, a person who is able to reach nirvana, but delays doing so out of compassion in order to start save suffering beings. <laughs> I kind of get it. Yeah. So in, I don't in, see a problem there. Here. Um, our, our hero, our uh, anti-hero, our, mm-hmm. our our venom. <laughs> he is he's uh, venom. He's a venom. Venom. He's oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, he's putting people out of their misery. Uh like venom is, or this yeah. guy is. Yeah. Or well, both. This, both. 
Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for that take on uh, the the Tom Hardy film that that about Venom's uh, use re- re- reading the uh, Buddhist writings. Well, I think Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy would probably be Buddhist, I think. And if he isn't, probably Woody Harrelson. And now they're both Venoms. Both Venoms. Venoms. Yeah. And um and and um and um. Uh, so RJ, did you know that there are a, a few films that are adaptations of the source material? Uh, I did not, but I, I believe I asked you a couple days ago if there was anything worth re- watching I following you, I, up. I, believe, I think you've said if there was any remakes, which there is not. Okay. So back in the 30s, there was a few films based on this novel uh, or these novels uh, that are all lost. They probably exploded because silver nitrate being kept in closets is a bad idea. And apparently a lot of uh, Japanese movies were lost because of not mm. caring how things were stored back when. Yeah. So I've heard. Uh, there was a film that went by the great uh, Bodhisattva title uh, from 1957. And in 1960, there was another uh, movie with this same character called Satan's Sword. Uh, I mean, that's a cool title, too. I would also watch that movie. And then there was this. Well, which one's better? Well, uh, this one, RJ, is in the Criterion Collection. Well, how come you haven't seen the other one, Jarrett? Because I don't know if you can. I don't, Jared, I, I don't know if it's out there. Do you even try with this podcast anymore? No. God damn it. God, God damn, no. Well, Satan's Sword sounds cool. It's I would, not bad. I would like to watch that film also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this movie, it opens up with blaring, menacing horns. Uh, yeah, it really sets the sets the mood. And then you know? stark black and white, or sorry, white text over black. It, it, it feels like, oh, man, Sword of Doom. <laughs> this sword sounds so like bad news. And this is the Sword of Doom, clearly. It's... I Definitely know. a problem I, I, here. I would like to see the Sword of Doom versus Satan's sword, though. I don't know who would come out on top. That's a that's a really good idea. What other like um some like what other like weaponry could we have other than Satan's sword? Like God Hammer? God Hammer? That's yeah, not, so, that's that's not a sword. <laughs> that's not a sword. That's a, a spoon. God spoon. God spoon. God spoon. There we go. Spear. No, I like Spoon better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we open up with uh, an old man and his granddaughter. They're, they're kind of walking up a hill. They come across a little Buddhist shrine, tiny, tiny little one, roadside attraction. And she's she goes to get some water. And mm-hmm. old man goes to pray. <laughs> and uh, whilst he's praying... Our our boy, uh, we're just gonna start calling him Ryu from now on. It's a little okay. shorter. He yeah. just fucking cuts this man down. <laughs> He's, just kills him. Well, he there's a uh, there's an exchange first. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, the old man is he's praying about how he wants to be he, killed. He sure does. And uh, Ryu says, "Okay." He says, "All right." Um, I mean, I believe that's traveler. that's a little overstepping of bounds. I feel. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if I had said some, something similar to you, you would probably do it. I, I just pull up my sword, my sword of doom, and just uh, end, end you. 
you would, of course, before you would have to tip, uh, tip your fedora a little bit, and then you would probably uh, it cut it, cut me in half. Yeah, I, but, I feel like there's a little bit of a hubris here being established. This guy's like kind of short shifting death. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, I'm going to speed this process up because I've got the sword. Yeah, and uh, he's the best at the sword there is, Jarrett. So yeah. maybe he should. He's, do... he's the best he is at what he does. Yeah, he's kind of like, uh, who's the best they are at what they do? The Punisher? <laughs> that would be uh, Logan. One oh. Wolverine, RJ. Oh, yeah, he's, so, he's so from I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we were able to get Venom, <laughs> Wolverine, and the Punisher on here. All the anti-heroes. <laughs> we, uh, we got to be missing some. Well, well Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, I'm the ghost. I'm the ghost rider. Uh, evil. Like Ernie. How about evil Ernie? Uh, no. Wow. Okay. Fine. No. How about Lobo? Lobo. <laughs> you know everyone loves Lobo, oh, right? Lobo. Sheriff Lobo. I miss Sheriff Lobo. Yeah. Indeed. Sheriff Lobo. How does it go? Sheriff Lobo. Doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's a, that's like a little setup. And yeah. uh, he goes on his merry way, leaves the granddaughter crying, mm-hmm. uh, very upset to see her, her grandfather butchered <laughs> by the shrine. That's good. Yeah, and she then, takes it personally. But he heads back to home to the temple that he works at, and he's being like, hey, you, you were doing this duel, and uh, there's the guy you're going to be challenging. He's trying to be the head of the school of this particular, you know, style of fighting. And we all know you're going to kick his ass in a real fight, but it's not about that. You got you got you to do me a solid here, bro. You got to throw the fight. You got to you got to just like you know suck it up. You don't need to prove yourself. We all know you're better, but just let this mm. guy like get his free pass. We, we got to keep the peace, keep people happy. Just just. That's partially what we do at this job too, right? I think so. It is about just keeping people happy. Smiles on faces. Just doing what we have to do. Yeah. So he kind of, I mean, this Ryu guy, he's got crazy eyes. And uh, he, yes. he has a cold disposition. Uh, he's, you know, like he's missing something. He's missing a, a, a piece of humanity. Uh, there's a glaze in his eyes that makes you think... Mm-hmm. What happened here? Yeah. You're always like, he's always threatening to like, oh, hey, this guy said hi to me. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? I'll kill what you. What does that mean? What, I'll kill you. If that's mm-hmm. what, you, what you offend me. Well, I mean, I, I've done more over less things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the guy that Ryu's going to be challenging, uh, his wife pays mm-hmm. uh, Ryu a visit. And she she wants to make a deal. What kind? Uh, a sexy deal. Ooh, gross. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, kind. I mean, she, there's an offer there, but of course, uh, Ryu's like, "Well, I mean, you want me to throw this sword fight? I mean, that's a very big deal. I value my my integrity as a fighter as much as a woman values their chastity." And and he he looks at her. Would you surrender your chastity? Hmm. Uh, Jared, I mean, I've been asked a lot of questions by you before, but uh, mm-hmm. that's definitely one of them that you ask frequently. And yeah. frankly, I, I wish you would stop. So uh, I, I guess the what happens from this point on is uh, she leaves. 
Uh, yeah. And then, there's a, and, there's but, a little back and forth. And that little bit of, yeah, she does the back and forth, but eventually we, uh, we head over to the, the old, uh, water mill. Oh yeah. You ain't never been to a water mill, Jerp. And, and we, and we got some, uh, coerced sexual insinuation. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not insinuated. It's kind of like, oh, there's a, the sa- loud thumping sounds of water pumps going as, mm-hmm. uh, Ryu gets what he's come for and mm-hmm. it's like the, apparently there's the exchange like well i'm going to do this to you and uh in exchange i'm not going to kill your husband how about that mm-hmm. i mean that's what she went there for right that's that's well it, it's kind of a vague thing because because she you find out afterwards it's kind of what she suggested doing to her husband yeah and, and then of course her husband finds out about this I think it's it's not just that he finds out. I think it's that other people find out too, you know? Yes, because she was doing this to spare his life, even though it doesn't really play out quite that yeah. way. The alignments of like people's goals are like a little like, hmm. So wait a minute. Was this was this rape? He, it sure looked like rape. I mean, there's a few instances in here that sure look like it. It sure is. So... Yeah. um we assume that th- there's a deal and uh, he will throw the fight, old Ryu. And then the night comes, or the day comes of the tournament. And uh, th- now the guy's like, he fi- he's found out that what his wife's done. And he just gives her divorce papers, Japanese mm-hmm. shogun divorce papers. We're just yeah. like, we're divorced. And I didn't realize divorce existed then. No. In such like, an yeah, eloquent you're, way. You're done. Get Hit the road. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He shows up. He's pissed because this mm-hmm. this guy he's going to be fighting. Uh, he's like, "Well, he thinks he's better than me." It's like, "Well, I don't think mm-hmm. he is." And he, also, what he just did to my wife, fuck him. Which, of course, uh, turns into mind games. What uh, kind? Uh, with eyes, as they 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 go into their poses uh, okay. and they're waiting for the one person to strike and wait for their opening. And of course, like everyone's like, "Uh, this isn't this isn't a test. This is a duel." And and it keeps going, and you're waiting. Um, Ryu is like cool as a cucumber, not a bead of sweat on him. The other guy, he is a he's a wet mess. Uh, wait, a wet mess? Yeah, I mean he's sweating a little bit. Oh, he's sweating. He's sweating, sweating a little bit. Yeah. What do you think of uh, the um, uh, um, uh, unconventional sword handling techniques? <laughs> it sure it looks like sword handling to me. And it's not. Well, it's not until they really tell me that it's like unorthodox that I go sure. I just like the the tip of the sword, you know. Uh, and then you go, hmm. Sure, I mean, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go, hmm. It, that seems as legitimate as any kind of uh, sword handling. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. How do you handle a sword? I don't know. I, I all my techniques I learned from. Watching guys on YouTube who are like talk about balance. Oh, and they, 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 they uh, buy all their swords at King of Trade. Is that where you got yours? <laughs> uh, I don't have any, RJ. Really? Mm-hmm. Just ignore the ones hanging behind me, directly behind my head. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you got a lot of swords behind my, you, bud. <laughs> the, the, the arsenal. The arsenal. The. Wow. So, 
wow. the, the judge sees what's going on. Go, he calls for a draw, and upon calling for the draw, other guy, he goes in for his strike. Ryu just goes, yeah, okay, and just sm- smashes his head open, essentially. Knocks him down to the ground. They go, all right, it was a draw. It was a draw. It's like, no, that guy's dead. He's he's done. He he killed him. And they're like, he provoked him into this. And uh, so he, he goes to leave uh, this this scene because he's like, well, fuck, I proved my point. I'm done here. Um, the, the, the widow slash ex-wife now of this guy comes, bring, bring me with you. <laughs> Uh, and he's just like, nah, I'm good. He's like, but there's all these men. They're all waiting. They're going to ambush you and kill you in the forest. He's like, I'm fine. I'm, I can do. I can do this. And sure enough, mm-hmm. he does. As more death ensues. Do you think he's a good swords fighter? I think he seems decent. You think he's like one of them good swordy boys? Yeah. Very yeah. very nice. Yep. Yeah, I set you up there. That was a that was an alley oop for you, bud. An alley oop, an alley oop. Yeah, he uh, he takes out some dudes in the in the woods, and everyone thought it was good. Everyone liked it. Everyone. And then the movie jumps ahead two years, based on these like interstitial uh, dates referring mm-hmm. to incidents. Uh, yep. So yeah, and I, I was a little bit like. At first, I was like, huh? But I was like, not like confused. I was like, that's kind of neat. I like yeah. that. They're like, yeah, we'll just skip over the in between stuff. Let's yeah, just, let's just get to the next novel. Yeah, that's how, that's what I thought. Yeah, so yeah, two years later, jumps ahead, and uh, it begins to start setting up the, I guess, whatever my elementary knowledge of Buddhism. It's like a caricature of just like how, uh, like karma, RJ, it, it, it can bite you in the ass. Karma? No. Yep. I thought we were Buddhists here, not karmaists. I don't. So things come back to haunt you. And some of those things are like, you know, that guy you killed back there. Well, one day his younger brother's going to show up looking for you. Um, yeah, I guess that is what happens. That is what happens. Or, yeah. you know, by the end of the movie, that, uh, that girl working as a courtesan, uh, mm. her granddaddy, you killed him. In which sense? Yes, and you took your sword and cut him across the back or whatever. You murdered him dead. I mean, I think she she thinks about it. She tries, right? Yeah, and then when he realizes it, oh boy, that's just fuel for the insanity, for the for the madness. What's what's fuel for your madness, Jarrett? The uh, Twitter, Twitter, RJ. following uh daily events that's my fuel for anger and insanity okay i would have thought there would have been something like more interesting but oh well it's pretty i don't know i think most people are on the same page with me (laughs) yeah actually yeah just tune out of these things i guess is the solution yeah just stop trying yeah in a sense yeah so yeah, Ryu's picked up. He's he's working in a, another town. He's working in a, in a new territory. He's kind of mm-hmm. working as like a, it's kind of a police forcey militia. Uh, but that do like assassinations. Yeah. <laughs> they do assassinate. They they kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, police force. I guess I thought they were just kind of like a, a like a gang a gang of toughs. But they're that they, don't like they, take jobs. Yeah, but they got like some some legitimacy in this world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, they're like recognized by people in the town, but they're also yeah. like they're kind of just like, yeah, well, we work for hire kind of yeah. thing. Right. And we yeah. will kill people in their house for you. And he's got a baby. Yeah. He's got a baby and a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend's like she's happy. Clearly. Is, she, is she happy? Yeah, she's having a great time. She doesn't she, try to kill anyone. She complains. She complains a lot. <laughs> she tries to kill the baby at one point. Well, she tries to kill him. She tries to kill him, and then she threatens to kill the baby as well. Yep. And then that just made me think of you when um. Bigger <laughs> really? Well, no. You know how you really like Born on the Fourth of July? Yeah. Oh the, uh, right. You ain't yeah. never. You ain't. You've never killed a baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that was where my mind went to uh, immediately. It was uh, you going, you ain't never killed a baby. Yeah, and I went, mm-hmm. Good. That's yep. Jarrett. That's Jarrett, all right. That's definitely Jarrett. And uh, I went, yeah, that's the guy. Yep. So what does he? Uh, what does he do with her? Uh oh, he is this when he pu- pushes her into the lake and then, you know, <laughs> while the baby's stab. crying. Yeah, stab, yeah. stab. Because he's and like... then the implication after he stabs her, Jarrett, does the crying stop? Yeah. That's what's happening in this scene, right? Or that that doesn't come later, does it? Um, like he kills her, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then she's dead. And then it's implied that he kills the baby too, right? I don't know. Or not quite, because like, doesn't the baby come back or as the, a ghost? Or the baby? Or he abandons the baby. At, le- at, at, at the very least, yeah. At the very least, it's been abandoned. So, yeah. we he's got that going for him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this at this point too, uh, in this kind of section of the movie, he's introduced to uh, Ola Tshirumafune's character. Yeah, the be- and, uh, the better man. You know, and I actually I didn't know Tshirumafune was in this i mean i guess you could have assumed but well uh, he, he was in the credits too i yeah i was watching the credits but they i think they save his name for last or something and uh like when i was watching the first couple names come by i was like uh i was like sheer mufune's not in this not interested and then it, it, his name popped up and i went holy shit mm-hmm. said i'm on board yeah so big tosh so the existence of uh i think it's shinada yeah, is his character's name? Uh, yeah, he 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 might be better, and uh, and, and he's not a a bad dude. Well, he's he's what happens when you use your forces for good, not evil. Yeah, yeah don't evil soul, evil sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As the kids like to say, kids do say stuff like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And uh, I mean, ultimately, we kind of like wind up with a, yet another big kind of a battle in the snow and ambush mm, yes well yeah because like i don't know like they they go after him and then he's like he's like why are he's like you're going after me yeah and he's like you don't you stupid clumsy bitches he's like i'm the wrong guy i'm the wrong guy and takes him out in the snow jared and it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing some lo-fi oh. snow effects well, I guess before that, though. Well, no, before. So, like, uh, what's our main dude's name again? Bad dude? Oh, uh, we're calling him Ryu. Ryu? Yeah, so Ryu from Street Fighter. Like, he does, 
did you talk about when he goes to see Toshiro Mufune first no, and tries sorry. to challenge him? Because no. that happens first, yes. and then this incident happens some time later. Yes, because he, yeah, he, that's like at the very beginning is when he gets into yeah. Because he goes to the yeah, one he, like, trample. Challenges him. He challenges like a goof. Or, well, or he, he shows I, he he just wants to like show off his skill. He beats that yeah. guy resoundingly, and then he's like, "Hey, yeah, no, you just drop this one. You're not going to win this fight." And he's like, "Well, I'll yeah. challenge you." He's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's how it played out. I I I was thinking. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the run down there. But okay. yeah, yes, We're on the right page now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so this is kind of like all part of like the second phase of the movie. And then we get on to the third phase where he is with like another gang mm-hmm. uh, at this, yeah, at the brothel. Uh, yep. In Kyoto. Yes. And that, and this, yeah, I mean, pretty well. And there's like a whole storyline with like an, oh, there's like the, um, oh, fuck, the other, the, the man who's like catching his wife. <laughs> in bed or girlfriend uh yeah there's some uh there's a few things going on with a lot of the characters and for a couple of them i was like i know i've seen this person before but i was like am i do i need to be invested in their story or do i just wait a little bit for some more sword fight action exactly (laughs) yeah which is uh like i i i followed along well enough but uh, there were some things like uh some of the some of the scenes between the people like the the little romance thing and then especially when you get that dude who's like into uh role play <laughs> and he's just he's like it, it's he's like the game is funner the weirder it is and he chases her around with a sword and you're like mm-hmm. kind of like um is, is this needed and we get some, i don't know and then we get some ninjas yeah, ninjas pop out for a little while, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. There's a mafia style execution uh, coming up soon as well, which I was surprised by. I was like, "What the hell?" Well, you talk. Tell I was me. Like, That's cool. Tell me about it, RJ. Well, we have the two people sleeping. Yes. And this is this is right near the end. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they pull like is it the like the wall or a drape? It looks like cardboard. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they pull it over those people, and then they all go over top, and then they stab the shit out of that guy. I was yeah. like, because I was just like, is this the mob? What is, is going this, on? Is this the wall? I think yeah, they're just using yeah. the wall piece. It's just the yeah. or whatever the separating walls that they have. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It was very cool. I liked it. Oh yeah, blood. I liked it, man. Blood. Uh, th- yes. Then we also get um, I guess like as the movie's like winding down, we get like Ryu's like freak out his first freak out with mm-hmm. uh projections uh ghosts yes Go- ghost ghosts. Dog, people running toward and he's slashing them up mm-hmm. yeah he does a lot of hard work there he really kind of tires himself mm-hmm. out he does he uh is he, he the break his breakdown occurs this of course happens after he realizes uh all of the the shit that he's been doing this whole time i guess and the ramifications mm-hmm. Well, they're memory ghosts, Jared. The memory ghosts. The memories of the the weight. Yeah, yeah, the weight of guilt and those realizations push him over the edge. See, that's why I think he killed the baby because I think the baby cries at at a moment. That could be be the sound of the crying baby being abandoned. Because that's the whole thing. It's like he's like pissed because she wants to kill the baby. And he's like, well, I'm going to kill her. It's like, well, I'm not going to kill the baby. (laughs) 
Well, she forced my hand. She really got me in the end here. He he leaves people behind, like the granddaughter. Oh yeah. And then she yeah. comes back, and she's working in the uh, the brothel. So he is he is picky on who he he sends. Out of his yeah, world. yeah. There's an internal logic, I guess, for him. But yeah, yeah and then we get the, the the climax conclusion of this movie, which is uh, mayhem as this uh, all the uh, everyone comes to kill him. Mm-hmm. All at once, and he, and that's all it is. This movie just ends with this him slicing and dicing. Uh, we get some very, uh, I guess, probably extremely violent gore for nineteen sixty six. It's all black and white, so mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get that nice bright red stuff. But and because of that, I think it's even more effective, and it looks great. As like characters like get slashed and they turn around and they just have gore over them, or they come down and you get these shots. You're just like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that looks great. Yeah, there's a yeah, like the um, surprising gore, like uh, the ones where characters do turn and there's like the big gashes. That mm-hmm. that stuff I think is well done. You do get some severed limbs and things like that. Yeah. I think there's one where it's like just fingers or something that get cut. And yeah, that, that was the one I thought was the gnarliest. So I was like, ooh, yeah. I was like, that's good. Yeah, so we got a, a burning house and people just slicing through walls, coming through, and yep. uh, bit by bit, all Ryu is just getting worn down. He's getting he's getting poked because mm-hmm. you can only f- play the numbers game so long. Poked and prodded. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the move the movie ends with a uh, freeze frame. Uh yeah, like very abruptly. No, very abruptly. And it's just like that's it. You know how this is going to end. <laughs> yep. And then uh, I, I do like um, how much they uh, play it up and like the exhaustion of uh, what he's doing. I really like the scene where they all throw pillows at him. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's fun. Look, they're they're they're, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. Well, they're trying but to... the, the men never stopped, right? Yeah, they're trying to put him off his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the or the men just keep coming. The men just keep coming. Yes. Yes, they do. So tell me what you thought of Sword of Doom. So on the rewatch, it's it wasn't as good for yeah. me as the first time I watched it. I think at, at the time, I was just kind of like so excited by the, the prospect of like... At, just, good... it, it hit me in like all the yeah. right ways that first time. This time, definitely. I mean, it's still like I... There are still like the, the highs of this movie are like really, really good. Like yeah. top sh- shelf things, but as you can probably tell from the way I'm talking about it, there is definitely a wall. I think yes. overall in the middle of like just characters mm-hmm. <laughs> talking, and it's just like this like kind of um, pl- the pl- there's plot that I feel is just as like incidental to the main thrust, and I think that you could take and uh, take this exact same character who I think is like actually really captivating and make a way better version of this like i think the lone wolf and cub movies i think d- handle this episodic thing a lot better because they do mm. even like shogun assassin which is like the weird cheat version of lone wolf and cub it's also way more ridiculous than exploitation this is seems like it's like a gritty you know samurai movie um that is really well made like the cinematography in this is so good um mm. But yeah, like there's definitely parts where like I do think it does drag, it kind of in yep. the middle part. Um, 
but then like the ending is so good and i think the opening of this is like fantastic but i think the that opening's very good yeah, but i think yeah. like the, the second the second incident like it definitely kind of uh didn't hold my interest as much actually i was surprised kind of how i was like huh i don't remember really anything about this <laughs> but i but i was very enthusiastic about it the first time but like i don't i didn't it just wasn't familiar mm-hmm. well that's okay Sometimes time does that to us, Jared. That's okay. Well, it's, it's okay, it's just, Jared. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay for you to feel that way. It's no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. That's okay. You can change your mind, you know? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's good that you recognize those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it shows that you're growing as a person. I'm growing as a person. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Or in the context of like watching movies like two three times a day and then you see this and you go holy shit this is so much better than what i've been watching lately and then you yeah. go from that to watching one movie a week a week yeah one one movie is all i've been managing lately and then you watch it and it's like oh maybe i'm slightly less invested in this now which slightly yeah slightly we'll see yeah. what happens we'll see what happens next week it's another movie i highly regard What's next week? Uh, Jules and Jim. Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah. Jules and Jim is next week? Yep. Holy fuck. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that film, Jared. Oh, man. I enjoyed that film. But... Oh, man. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, we'll talk about that later. All right. I Sorry. didn't realize. Hey, RJ. Mm-hmm. What did you think of The Sword of Doom? More like uh, The Sword of... Um, Boom? Boom. Boom. Yeah, boom would have worked better. I was thinking of something that was probably a little bit more inappropriate. That sounded like like a good uh, pun rhyme in there. But um, sort of doom. Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm pretty in line with you. I think um, so like outright like first up all the samurai stuff is pretty wicked. I I really like the duels. Uh, I actually do like just two guys standing not moving mm-hmm. uh i i really like how how those play out i was I, like, I, I i like this these, these yeah. two guys standing not moving not moving but then as soon as one moves like a little foot like the whole crowd's like because <gasps> they're just watching intently so uh, uh i did really like how those played out um all the sword fights are uh really really well done like it's not like blow your blow your uh, d off uh like choreography but uh i i thought they were they were really well done i also like the sound effects oh, where every like, time the sword hits it's like but, yeah there's like a there's like a weird little flaps like snap yeah. sound on those like it's a little off the, the it, i'd say the audio is, mix off it's a little it's a, it. it's, yeah it's like a little blip blip yeah because it like it doesn't actually sound like a sword hitting stuff it it, it sounds like a cartoon like like a like almost like a foam noodle hitting somebody uh but i actually kind of like that i thought that was charming um there's some super nice shots like uh mm-hmm. pretty much every after every massacre or massacre there's a really beautiful uh, shot uh like the poster after the the little walkway one and then after the snow one like yeah really good stuff uh i love toshiro mifune's role in this as just like wise old man who he's like splinter in this he only comes out like one time and the one time he does come out he just fucks everybody up because that's what splinter did too you know you remember splinter jared i remember splinter 
That was how that was his role too. He didn't fight very often. He was usually just hanging out. But when he did fight, he really he really got that. That's my new thing now. Shiro Mifune is Splinter, I think. Uh, so I like how they used him. And then yeah, the ending to this movie is very good, very nice, very nice stuff. Uh, so I was I was on board with that a hundred percent. So I think it's really good. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of junk in there too, like. <laughs> so much aggressive like uh like sexual like uh activity in this thing where just men forcing themselves on women and i'm like huh okay Mm -hmm. and you're you're like i you're like i understand uh i understand the one scene with with the main guy with ryu from street fighter because it's like well he's a bad guy that's that's known it's like but why do we see like so much more of this like because i feel like it comes up a couple more times and i'm just Mm -hmm. like so uh, that stuff, um, that stuff does bring it down quite a bit, and then uh, it's just some of the, or not like quite a bit, but that stuff does bring it down. So, it's it's a good film, real good, pretty good show even some might say, but uh, it is brought down a little bit just by uh, that weird shit in there where I was like, oh, it's like I don't need any of this, I don't want any of this. Is it specifically that, or is it just kind of like the more like general kind of padding? It feels like where there's it's like, that as well. Yeah, where it's like I mean, I felt that I was like, huh, because the movie's about two hours long, and I, it's exactly and, two hours and like ten seconds. Okay, so yeah, you there, you could it, cut fifteen minutes out. Just cut it out like with, with a sword. Yeah. Just chop it. I think like and like like you don't have to cut a ton out. Maybe even ten minutes, and it, I think it'd be a lot smoother. Right smoother Jared yeah I don't know it's not bad it's like you said it does pander a little bit so it's a bummer but yeah yeah so not uh, I don't know not straight fire like the kids would say but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah too bad too bad Uh, you want to hear about who hates the movie though I mean I guess I wonder who would. Okay. Well, first of all, we've got UJ. UJ. Okay. UJ, UJ Rosas. Yes. Rosas. UJ Wave Only enjoyed the beautiful cinematography. Two stars. I mean, that's fine, I guess. This person gave Pierre LaFou half a star. Yeah. It's a Criterion film, right? Uh, yeah, that's a uh, Godard. That's a uh, that's a good one. Oh, they have over a thousand uh, five star films. So I'm not gonna look at any of those because clearly they just rate everything five stars. But they gave a half a star to Repo Man, mm-hmm. Jarrett. Half a star to Rules of the Game, which is a film that we watched. Half a star to The Bank Dick. Mm-mm. Bank Dick's pretty good. Uh, half a star to Rambo: Last Blood. Ooh, no, thank you. Have a start of Cries and Whispers. I don't know. I think all they do is half star and five star. So just don't star. UJ. You know I mean? More like no J. More like no J roses. Yeah. Uh, next will be Grant from Savages. Okay. Two stars. The sword fighting is good, but the story contrived and the characters are flat. I'm really tired of being told a movie is a masterpiece because it has some scenes that look cool. Is that is that it? That's it. 
Okay. Um, I was just, I was surprised you were done so fast. I was trying to read their thing here about um, their bio. I see if it was funny at all. If any of my reviews read like shit, please let me know because sometimes I am just operating on half a brain cell and fumes. <laughs> my career, my Criterion collection for my fellow nerds. Uh, this looks like it's just a link to the Criterion website. I don't think you need to do that, Grant. I think everyone, everybody knows. Uh, he five starred Monty Python's The Holy Grail in Lego. Uh, five star to The Long Goodbye and Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Five stars to Master and Commander. So, you know, not bad, not bad, not bad. Uh, any other one star films in here, Jared? I don't know what any of this shit is. Oh, but they one starred Wise Blood, one starred Aguirre, The Wrath of God. What? They one started it, Jarrett. Oh, fuck me. Which one started Geary. And Wise Blood. Yeah, and I haven't seen Wise Blood, but I know, I'm pretty sure I'll like Wise Blood. Mm, by all be, accounts. Well, I know it's got your, your, I know it's got your boy why. in it, but. That's why I might like it. <laughs> but no? Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know, if, I'm not sure how you'll feel about it. Oh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, One more. Okay. Agent J, two stars. Some fun action, nihilistic samurai. Mifune was great, though. Though? Though. What though? Though. I don't know. That uh, It's so badly written. I, I don't even understand. Some fun action, nihilistic samurai. Mifune was great, though. Two stars. Mm. This person uh, only has 100 uh, movies logged. So, like... The, the lowest ratings they have are two stars, and it's sort of Doom, Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> The Gift, and Shogun Samurai. Like, they don't they don't have a whole lot of movies. They three-starred Police Story. I feel like Police Story is better than three, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know, Jer. I don't even know if I want to pay attention to this uh, Connor Leck, who said, with one star, more like the sort of dumb... Uh, that's pretty low, uh, and low then, effort. How there, about buddy. Supreme Heavenly Reviewer, one star? These graphics suck, lol. I mean, that's... Obvious. It's just, come on. It's, uh, yeah, that's, um... How about from, uh, No Bonobu, two stars? Don't you just want to go ape shit? I don't, but I... Just, well, before Supreme Heavenly Reviewer, their favorite films are just the How High films and Salo. So I feel like they're... yeah. Definitely playing up some irony crowd, Jared. What was the other one? Nabunabu? Nabunabu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's fucking watch a lot of anime. Oh, I got a good I one. I don't know what else to tell you. I, I got a good one. After what? This. From Finn Morris. That's not a real name. Come on. It can't be. The Sword of Doom is a very old movie. <laughs> is that the whole room? No, movie? no. It's got oh. more. That's the opening line. Great. That should be used as a preface for everything I'm about to say, because while there is a lot of good in this, a lot of that is marred by its age and would have been a lot better at the time of release. The pacing is decidedly slow, taking a lot of time to establish characters and setting. Particularly in the scenes depicting sword play, this pacing really helps to drive home a dramatic, intense situation. However, there's never really any deviation from this norm, and it makes the movie drag eventually. 
Some of the performances, particularly that given by the leading man, are very strong and help to fill in the colors of this black and white world. That isn't always the case, though, with some performances simply coming off as cartoonish and over-exaggerated. It makes immersion difficult to fully slip into and, similar to the pacing, pulls the movie down as a whole. An old movie that hasn't captured me in a modern age. I may well revisit it at some point, see if I change my mind. So this person, just an, an old movie hasn't captured this Finn once. This, that, this person's full of shit in their review. Because uh, that's not at all the case based on their ratings. And I'll have you know, Jarrett, that since said review, they have added... That was in 2019? Uh, yeah. So when you look at Finn Morris's five-star films, amongst them is Sword of Doom. So they five-starred it recently. Huh. since their one review. So it's like, you're full of shit. They five-starred Tokyo Story. That's an old movie. One of their favorite movies is Funeral Parade of Roses from 1969. Is that good? They five-starred Throne of Blood, Yojimbo, Solaris. Like, these are all old old movies. Five-stars Sword of Doom on page three. Like, I don't get it. What are you trying to do, guy? You know, what are, you trying, what are you trying to do over there with your ratings that are only kind of ratings? Wild. Wild. Uh, well, RJ, you got any uh, final words on Sword of Doom? More like Sword of uh, Boom. There, you did it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I came up with that all on my own, but yeah, You came back to it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty good at this thing that we do. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, yeah, people should watch it. It's on Criterion Channel. This film is? Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah, you, you should watch this. It is on Criterion. Mm-hmm. One of the few things that is. That's right. So check it out. Check it out. Check it out. After the break. Yeah. We're not making our way out of this alive, RJ. We're going to have to go down swinging. Like, uh, like go to bed? Did we kill that baby? You never killed a baby. If you lived in feudal Japan, what occupation would you like to have? I'd like to be one of those uh, dudes that just um, like like takes up a like a space because there's always one dude who just takes up space and doesn't do anything. Like a bum? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd be one of those guys from uh, the lower depths that just uh, hangs out and eats millet. You know? You ever had millet, Jarrett? See, when you said lower depths, I heard lower decks. Or maybe you said lower decks, and I was like... No, I said lower depths. Okay, I know, but I, <laughs> I was thinking lower decks, and I was like, oh. Like the Star Trek thing? Yeah. Oh, no. No. Eating millet. Maybe you could get into the uh, bald cap business. Uh, I definitely like to get in the millet business. Um, but, yeah, the bald cap would be okay. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that huge hat. Maybe I'd make huge hats. Be the hat guy? Uh, yeah, and, and like every time people came to see me, I'd have a bigger, more elaborate hat that I wore. That's what I would do. Seems very derivative to me. Well, I mean, Aren't that's you? just like your opinion, man. I think you're derivative and, uh, frankly, a little trite. You can email us at criteriakeys at gmail.com and talk, can, about, yeah. and, talk, and talk about triteness. I We've mean, got yeah. a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnley. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Patreon, YouTube, all that Tumblr? shit. What about um, NFT? Are we on that? Uh, well, you got to get your computer set up for that. I don't... Start making that money. Okay. Okay. Uh, yep. Next week... Uh, yeah. Spine 281, Francois Truffaut's Jules and Jim from 1962. Son of a bitch. I'm I'm on board. A movie we both seen. And enjoyed, uh, I believe. Goofy French bastards. These are goofy French bastards. Three of them. That's right. Three, Three of them, Jarrett. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and of course, uh, just to let people know the week after that, we're going to we're going to do a skip week. Holy shit! You don't have to tell them now. I'll tell them that so they can start preparing mentally for our absence. Nobody listens to this part. No, that's that's why I'm going to mention it now. <laughs> Let's see. We'll see if anyone brings it up, and then we'll know if people are listening or not. Okay, I'll stop talking, but I, I won't edit this out. Yeah, leave it in. Good night. I said leave it in. Someone should take that audio clip and hey. send it to us as an isolation. Send it to me, not to Jared. What did you, what was it you said? Huh? I said nothing. Oh, I said nothing. You said nothing. Good night. Uh bon sweet.